listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot. To all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical douches in your bushes. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies? The back of the club sipping mow it is where you mow it. Well, I don't know what mow it is. Is where you'll find me. The back of the club, Mac and Hose, Mike Ruse behind me. Mad question asking, blunt passing, music blasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys Trump's got to creep with. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. I do not approve of this version. We are live on a Sunday. That is, that is the intro for White People News. <laughs> the, worst, the worst ever. <laughs> we are live on a Sunday with Donald Trump, guys. Uh, the Donald is in the house. We got my man JL Coven, who you guys should be very familiar with. He's been on the show a bunch of times at this mm-hmm. point, and he's also uh, the host of. Well, he's the Trump on Making Podcast Great Again podcast, uh, where he records with Jay Nog. I've been a, a guest host a few times. Um, and you can follow him on Twitter at JL Calvin. What's going on, JL? Nothing much. How are you guys? Great, man. Good. Can't, com- I mean, you know, you know what? Can't complain, dog. I'm going to put it that way. My life is going fine. Uh, the world is fucked up. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it got- it actually got more fucked like i went to sleep like what a terrible world and i woke up and said what a more terrible world right i like i went to bed last night kind of sad because i uh had been seeing all day on the internet about like this mass shooting and it was like what two days after another mass shooting and then i woke up and it was like guess what mass shooting i was like oh oh yeah it's still hellscape out here so (sighs) and i just not not to like i i tweeted this but i just sort of can't imagine because what really got me mad a couple days ago was i was in penn station in new york and you know the judge had not yet issued her ruling in the eric garner like the administrative case whether the cops should be fired or not and the new york post and this wasn't like a columnist for the new york post where like one guy with an opinion it was like the editorial board got together and made their decision as like a company to say whatever the judge decides don't fire this cop and i'm looking at this going they were able to take the el paso shooter like a lot of these shooters alive Mm -hmm. and eric garner's cop who without saying murdered him because that's a legal term but caused his death you don't think that that warrants losing his job right you know what i mean we're not talking go to jail we're not talking criminal charges we're not talking loss of freedom loss of voting rights we're saying as as oh i'm getting a uh i'm getting um should i mute myself or something no 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 i'm getting uh uh, you're getting an echo or something uh, refresh yeah Yeah. refresh real quick it should fix it yeah sorry pause that flame emoji commentary yeah it was coming (laughs) it was coming with the hot fire y'all on sunday morning giving y'all fire and brimstone but yeah uh yeah right black people getting killed over lucy's and america justifies it and meanwhile it seems like all these fucking mass shooters are taken in alive and unharmed i actually was reading an article before we started the show about a guy black dude who lost his eye during an arrest he's an accused cop killer he lost his eye during the arrest and uh the cops were like yeah totally justified in the line of whatever and i'm like listen how is that happening and then these dudes shoot up 25 people 
and they always make it to the uh to the photo booth with like perfect you know like just perfectly fine no not a scratch on their face nothing yeah it's 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 just sort of stunning um not and it's not like i'm here rooting for more death or anything like i'm just saying it it becomes too problematic and of course i'll always get the occasional tweet from somebody like some from one of my followers who's held on since corolla Mm -hmm. or or lebatard or whatever who'll be like why do you have to make this a racial political thing i'm like i'm talking in the aggregate i'm Mm -hmm. not saying one case to another it's definitely this or that but when you look over like seven years right and you've got unarmed children unarmed men they are killed repeatedly and then i'm looking the colorado theater shooter at the dark knight rises mm-hmm. you know taken in alive murdered a bunch of people in a dark theater and yet they managed to get him get him to trial right. like it becomes ridiculous like eric garner you have to adopt you have to believe in that idea that him being black or big and black is in and of itself a threat because in the Eric Garner case, they initiated the physical action. It wasn't like he was shoving. Hey, if he was shoving a cop or like grabbed a cop, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, you, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But they jumped him. They obviously thought, well, he's big right. <laughs> and he doesn't want to be harassed. So like, we got to take him. Right. <laughs> like, and to me, I can see the case where you say, okay, you don't, you don't have to like, like I can see the argument I should say of, Maybe he's not a murderer by the legal sense. Maybe mm-hmm. it's an invo- involuntary manslaughter. Like, I don't think that cop meant to kill Eric Garner. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he went there and was like, let's, let, let, let's kill him. Right. <laughs> or even wanted to. But in the very least, bad police work. Right. That led to a life being lost. And like, they can't, and somebody wrote this on Twitter that the, 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 the police, the PBA, the Police Benevolence Association, like this guy Patrick Lynch, who's always out there, just a cop could just be a mass shooter himself. Right. And they'll be like, would, it's was, a dangerous job right. being a police <laughs> officer. Uh, and he, they, they become like the NRA. Mm-hmm. Like they've come to this, like, if a cop does anything, Except for the black cop in Minnesota, right? That was the, that one, was time. the one where people are like, "Yeah, this, this, we can't." We yeah, can't he, he shot a white woman, so he got to go. That's two strikes, that right? Is, and <laughs> it, like, but other than that, it's this like, no, we don't, we don't accept any uh, infringement on our right to be fucking hardcore militarized police. And I just, I can't help at this point. <laughs> think of that especially with how close the garner thing was to, to these shootings where i'm like when i saw wait he killed 20 people in a mall and they managed to get him and where's all the i mean i'm sorry to once again be cynical uh this is texas where like everybody is supposed right. to have a gun right where are the good guys and it's a walmart where's our, where's our heroes and it's a walmart that has an open carry um thing so you know technically this is the the super argument that all these nra people make which is that in an open carry situation everybody's walking around armed people will be too afraid to attack uh, a right. place like this because someone might have a gun you know when we all make the opposite argument which is but if no one had a gun then it would be impossible for anyone to be attacking anyone like right and this but their argument is always like no more guns will make it well okay it's texas it's an open carry place 
more guns what happened walmart actually sells guns they got guns in the back right? yeah what happened well the, the last person to get shot with a gun in a walmart i believe was a black man who they called right I forget the name and i apologize because i know it was there's so many famous case there's so many where he was looking at like the pellet guns or something yeah. and a woman called the cops and then he got shot in the walmart for looking at the guns that uh, walmart was selling immediately <laughs> by the way immediately no no like I, discussion no like sir what are you doing just bam 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 and oh shit because there is i mean people have to acknowledge it's i mean maybe maybe they don't why am i saying people have to acknowledge clearly they don't don't. like there is this and i remember michelle alexander in uh the new jim crow cited some statistics from like firing ranges when they were doing tests on people like how quickly they react Mm -hmm. remember like will smith in the first men in black where like he doesn't he doesn't shoot uh the aliens right away he shoots the girl because he goes what's the girl doing with all these aliens she's the problem (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but they've shown that in like in these studies even though they're both quick responses that the time taken to pull the trigger on like a black target is always like a little bit quicker yeah so there is that instinctive that and when they say retraining i know that can be mocked but if it's part of a more comprehensive solution retraining does need to occur like it can't it's not the only solution that's like saying mental health is the only solution to the gun problems right it is part of the solution but to treat it like it's the main one is is wrong yeah but i, I mean especially when there's cause there's tons of people that have mental health uh issues that are not violent yeah so it's like like it's like they always try to say it after the fact like well clearly it's a mental health issue yeah if if a motherfucker kill a bunch of innocent people obviously they have some mental health issues but then to go the to jump over the fucking gun issue the, the the anyone can get a gun at any point in time issue it's so ridiculous to me man it's it's uh yeah it's it's so uh man the forest for the trees you know um and the and these are young racist uh white people uh, activated white men yeah like and, they, they right, have I would even, activated i would go so far as to call them radicalized you know no that i mean but that's there is no diff there is no difference nope like i'm there's not like well in this no none like and if you not that you can but if you remove 9-11 from this mm-hmm. from this country's history which you obviously can't and shouldn't but if you take away that body count from radical islam mm-hmm. or radical terrorist muslim terrorists yeah. whatever they want to call them and then just stack the numbers it's a, it's a route for for angry white dudes yeah it's probably <laughs> still closed since then. To be, yeah to be fair it's probably still closed at this point because yeah i mean these mass shootings are adding up man um all right uh, we haven't done the intro to the show but this is the black oh, it's all good it's all good man <laughs> um, happens this happens all the time man we had good guests we started talking um the blackout tips find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport what about and bullet ball extreme and uh today's guest jl Coven. um you got an upcoming event you wanted to promote man uh what's 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 happening and how can people come out and see you yes thank you it's um where am i sorry yes it is uh making podcast great again my my podcast parody podcast i do as donald trump uh we're doing our first live show uh in astoria queens so if um, I can share the link. I'm going to tweet you the link if yeah. there's a way you can like include it with the show show page. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, just ten bucks. It'll be a live show. Big Huck will be the special guest, who's a, a favorite of the <laughs> listeners. Um, and it's it's. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> 
make this sound too much like a final show because it's not going to be the final show. Mm -hmm. But I am uh, becoming distressed Mm. with having this impression and making light of Trump because Mm. there has become some sort of we're getting close, if not, we're already there of this point where I'm not that comfortable doing the impression anymore. Mm. Um, And I quit. I do all sorts of things that hurt my career because I have integrity. So why would I stop at a racist president? (laughs) Um, But so I'm not trying to sell this as like a come to my final performance, everybody. But um, it will be a special occasion. I will say that you're kind of you're, you're kind of the uh, Matt Murdock of um, comedians, <laughs> like like the Daredevil, just Catholic, just, just, just Catholic guilt. Yeah, just my life. <laughs> just holding you back. Just like could things could be so much easier. Jail's got to do it with one hand tied behind his back because he's got integrity. <laughs> um, I, I feel you though. I love the I love making podcasts great again. I do mm-hmm. love the Trump impression um and i do think it's the best it's, uh, sorry it's it's august 13th at 7 30 p.m so it's a wednesday 7 30 p.m so if you're if you're in the city it's really close to the subway in queens uh if you're if you just if you don't if you just work in the city and don't live stay in the city a little later and if you live in the city no excuse it's a it's a special event it's not like uh gonna be every week or every month so and what's the venue um, again i cut you off my bat oh no no it's uh qed astoria so if people go to qed astoria um dot com and scroll but i just in the comments if you can see it i just posted the link the direct link to the show got it um where they can get tickets so yeah it's it, it will be a fun show but you know to being totally honest i'm not i'm getting uncomfortable yeah well what i was gonna say, what i was gonna say is that uh i do i think you have the best trump impression because of all the people doing trump you're the only one i feel like really gets in his head like i think a lot of people right like they like they do trump but it's kind of like the way that like will ferrell did bush right right you know where it's more of a caricature of it but you do trump and then there's things that you say that i'm just like that's disgusting that is exactly what the fuck trump thinks right like 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 it's like it's funny because it's accurate and and there's some hyperbole in there of course you know there's some uh um some like off the mic stuff that is like jokes but but really that's what he thinks of these people like so so that like it's like it's not just that it's a a good impression from a um uh, you know audible standpoint like oh it sounds like him like it's 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 to me the best because it if it, it thinks like him but yeah at the same time when you do that there's times when i'm listening to the show and i'm like well you gotta roll with the bit but you know i'm like that has to take something out of you because you're like that's fucking disgusting I, is that in me is that in him where's this coming from you know in in one episode i talked about this um disabled actress who won the tony for like best supporting actress in a musical yeah and she was a pretty woman with a large chest, but she was in a wheelchair because she was in a car accident. And as Trump, I was going on and on about how big her breasts were right. and how sad it is because she would be so hot if she wasn't in a wheelchair. And I apologize at the end of that episode yeah. because I really felt bad, even though I also felt like it was completely that's, authentic. That's what well, Trump. Yeah. That is what Trump that's would fucking think. He like, would say. yeah, but I I remember like I've been listening since day one of, of this podcast. But I but I have thought several times like I wonder how long JL can do this. You know what I mean? Because plus the other thing too is, and I just knowing you from via the show and stuff, I know you like to have a repertoire of like impressions, 
and then when you're just doing the same guy over and over and over and that's what and he's like this fucking force of nature with the media like there's never a week where you can be like you know we can take the week off from the trump pie because mm-hmm. nothing happened right. like every right. fucking week there's a thing with him so i know at some point you're just like is this like the is was there a time before this when i didn't just do this fucking impression yeah it's it's i do i haven't branched out um the way i want to for a variety of reasons um because i'm always sitting i'm trying to work on like other candidates but but my guess is that after you know eight years of having an obama impression and two years plus more four years of a trump impression the next president will probably not be somebody i can impersonate like if it's elizabeth warren Mm -hmm. joe biden kamala harris even pete Buttigieg, if it's like one of those top tier candidates i know i can say none of those are in my range yeah they're they're just not what my voice can do um, now, if it's Beto or something, I know I can. I'm, I'm already 90 percent of the way to that. Bernie, I can do, but it would be there's other people who do Bernie, right? But it's just at this point, and I got <clears throat> my my impression submitted to a huge radio show. People could guess what it is, but I don't want to say because a I haven't gotten it. And but they asked me, are there things you wouldn't be comfortable saying? And I told them no. Mm-hmm. And and part of it is like I'm uncomfortable with this whole man's existence. Right. But if 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 this major radio show wants me to read a script that portrays him as sexist or racist, I don't really I'm only looking at it how does it make me feel as a person? Right. But as a character, and we've discussed this with Quentin Tarantino movies, it's like you're not going to cancel Quentin Tarantino because a character in his movie says something racist. Right. Like or you're not I should say you're not going to cancel John Travolta. Right. If he says something racist in Pulp Fiction, because you're like, that's the character. Yeah. Like, that's not John Travolta. And I feel the same way about this in terms of I'm not going to – I'm only going to shy away because I'm no longer happy with myself. Like, it's corrupting me or corroding me. But, like, as a character – and this was my thing with ESPN Radio where it was like I got canceled for portraying Donald Trump as a racist and a misogynist. Right. And then a year later, Dan Lebitard goes viral. Not that he was the one who... Right, right, him, right. But he goes viral as this spokesman stepping out and being like, Donald Trump is a racist. And right. And were like, Dan Lebitard. Yeah. And I was like, what about me? Right. <laughs> All I did was, in a humorous way, show him as a racist. Well, in all <laughs> fairness, the guy who probably didn't want you there is was in the penalty box. So he probably couldn't hear... At the time, what Dan Levitar was saying. That's, oh, okay. That's the only reason. He probably, if he would have came out the penalty box, he would have been very upset, very, very upset to be associated with that. But um, yeah, it's so funny too because like Dan Levitar is too big for them to really suspend, but like he volunteered to take a day off. Where he's just like, uh, the principle of it is, I did violate the principle of the shit. Yeah, you guys got it for a day, but it was worth it, man. Um, all right. One we, thing I yeah. will say. I'm sorry before. The only thing I'm thinking, since I haven't made an original sketch in like eight months, mm-hmm. partly because they're pricey to make and partly because I'm I'm always debating whether to fully remove myself from the world of comedy. Yeah. But one that I want to do very badly is is a uh, Blade book because now that Mahershala Ali is Blade, <laughs> oh, that'd be good. I want to do a sketch where he plays 
Blade. Right. And then, like, me or someone that has been in my sketches that can do kind of an Italian mm-hmm. play is, like, mentor. Yeah. And be, like, a more and, you know, it's the whole, you know, yeah. fried, like they're having fried blood right. for the Aww. first time. And, <laughs> and it's like, you can easily have like a Mahershali impersonator just be going, so I'm not vampire enough. Right. And I'm not human enough. Then what the hell am I? <laughs> right? and, you, and you just throw all these like racist little things into it, but like make it vampire. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of black. And like the... the- and I, the Italian dude is is the Whistler dude uh from the original Blade that was like his mentor right. and shit. Yeah, like that was Chris the, Christopherson. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah, like you just make it so it's something to, like we don't stir vampires here. People, people would never, people would never look at Blade one the, the same again. I'm like, wait a minute, Blade is a magical. Want to do it so badly, like it makes right. you want to do it because so, I think it would just be so funny. Yeah, it's like Blade is a magical Negro. I never thought of it before, but essentially, he's just in this movie to help this white man learn a lesson. Oh. I've never seen I've never seen a vampire go after people so fast before. He's such a you should see this guy. And then everybody's like, uh, I can do my man of Scalco impression where it's like they don't want Blade coming into the house. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you watch your wife around the vampires, you know, they'll suck everything up. <laughs> oh man. Oh all right. Be like AJL, they'll be like I wonder being a black vampire does it affect your you know you know down there dog I mean vampire cuckoo you don't know where you can take this (laughs) the BVC come on BVC yes might be on (laughs) vamped.com the real vamped um so uh we do have news that happened and stuff today as well to get into um we kind of already talked about it up front but yeah there's been a bunch of shootings mass shootings in the last uh three or four days um there was a gunman who shot multiple people in ohio um the thing i thought was uh uh the big detail here that i thought was interesting was that he did this downtown in like a club district where police already were at and he wounded 26 people um i believe oh oh, no he did he kill nine and wound how many did he want something nine as of now it's killed nine wounded 26 and they said he did it in like just Um, under a minute that's that was that was the thing i was gonna mention was that that they stopped him in a minute and that was how many people he was able to wound in 60 seconds right under a minute these guns these guns it's like and i i wrote this this morning on twitter i just feel like i know it's i hate to say i know it's not going to happen but they need to at least amend the second amendment like we need to make a push for there to be like not to if you don't want to abolish it because everybody be like how can you do that but there needs to be a real push to say we understand there's a tradition in this country and many people need guns for home security. Like if I lived in the woods or like an hour from the nearest police station, I can't say that I might not have something because that's my only recourse in the, in the one in a million chance something happens with a burglar or something. But I hate guns. Like when I worked at the DA's office, I hated, I hated like even being around like cops with guns. Not that I thought they were going to do anything. But they need to amend the Second Amendment to be like, we need to cut out all this 
we need to go above sort of like state laws and like having Congress figure it out. And I know the amendment process is even more difficult, but like we, how can we not have something that just says, okay, you're allowed to have guns, you know, under the constitution based on um, like if you're a hunter or home protection, we're not saying no guns, never, ever, but we need to be able to just say some of these guns, like the AR 15 is literally like the serial killer special. Like, what are we doing? Like, why do you need that gun? Like, yeah. It's insane. Like these kinds of guns are just, and you know, it, it's, 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 it's fucking ridiculous at this point because it's, it never is some dude with a revolver. Right. It's always somebody with one of these guns where you're like, these are from like the, these are like modified battlefield weapons. Right. So what? Some bro can feel like stronger. Right. Um, okay. Go ahead, Cam. Question. Um, as somebody who knows jack shit about guns, what is, I've heard of AR-15, but what, like, what, like, what can it do? I know that sounds stupid. Uh, it's an assault. It doesn't sound stupid, but it's basically an assault rifle, um, which is like a military style weapon. Um, you know, there's some. It's semi-automatic, so you can like, you can't hold the trigger. Those are illegal. Like, and we've, that's the thing. Automatic weapons are illegal. So we've already sort of made a little bit of a decision on what's okay. okay. Those are like the guns that you, I think, just hold the trigger. And yeah, those are, those are fully, spray. those are fully automatic. But the thing right. is, until, and, and maybe it's changed since the Las Vegas massacre, um, but there was a thing you could put on a gun called a bump stock that turns a, <laughs> a semi-automatic gun into a fully automatic gun. Oh no. It was a game genie for murder. Yeah. Um, you just add it and you have all the codes unlocked. Yeah. But, Great. It's, it's, but it's, I think obviously the AR-15 is a very, very powerful weapon. And I mean, I, I was getting like worked up last night and then I woke up and felt like I woke my girlfriend up to tell her it's a weird thing to wake up to, but I was like, there's another mass shooting. Yeah. Um, because when, when the Sandy, uh, the, the, was it Sandy Hook? That's yeah. that's the school in Connecticut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Sandy Hook. Know. Wait. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sandy Hook, yeah. Sandy Hook was a hurricane and uh, a school shooting, I yeah, think. Yeah, something like it was that. like yeah. a hurricane in New Jersey. Hurricane and Sandy the, and then also Sandy Hook shooting with the kids. Right. But it, it uh, that guy used an AR-15 on six-year-olds. Yep. And six adults. Six adults died in that, too. But I, I don't know, like... They talk about these weapons, like in hospitals, when they see gunshots from this, it looks like they're from a battlefield. Yeah. Like, like bones are like busted apart. Like it's, and the fact that twenty kids, six year olds, um, even though yes, and somebody in the comments said it, Obama, you know his his fake tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know Republicans were calling them fake tears because he was getting upset over six-year-olds blown away by military weapons there's whole branches Uh, there's whole branches of people that don't even believe it happened right and to me when you when that happened and the violence that that must have looked like what that must have looked like Mm -hmm. and we didn't do anything and i know obama you know he did everything he could that he was constitutionally empowered to do he pushed an agenda we got the majority i think if i'm not mistaken but we couldn't break the filibuster right and this is what we get. And now people are just, I mean, I don't even know how people write thoughts and prayers anymore. Mm-mm. And I'm somebody, I just got back from church. So I'm not denigrating right. faith. 
I'm denigrating the. This is ridiculous. But they say, but would they say, you, you say can't uh, possibly mean this? You but, can't possibly mean thoughts and prayers. They also say thoughts and. Uh, they also say that what faith without works is is is, is dead. Dead. So oh, you got oh, Cory Booker's go to. <laughs> yeah. So you got thoughts and prayers, but don't nobody want to put no work into it. So mm-hmm. you know, and also these people, the NRA, want to be all up in the Kool Aid. Also, Cory Booker's go to. <laughs> um but yes so it's kind of ridiculous you know and i feel like it's exasperating we're talking ourselves in circles the people that and for me personally man i've just gone i'm an extremist at this point i don't think anyone should have guns i just don't think so i i mean and i know that that'll never happen i i just don't care i know i know what's the only it's the only solution because if and and it's so sad that we're gonna have mass shootings children innocent people minding their business in a walmart dying for probably the rest of my entire life because mm-hmm. um they and 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 it's and i know there's people that first heard me make this opinion years ago and i've always stuck to it and i know they go you know like at the time they probably were like this nigga's crazy but i guarantee you the more these fucking shootings happen the more y'all started to be like i think rise on to something we can't have these fucking guns man because the cost of the guns for you to have one because you want to defend your home is is these kids dying is these people dying in this walmart because we're we're like gun addicts we're not we're not uh america's like an alcoholic when it comes to guns we can't have just one we can't just have a sip in order for killer mike to have gun, a gun he is okay with the fact that someone can blow up a fucking uh shoot up a, a club he's okay with that shit you know and that's the selfishness of the average american that's what's fucking wrong with us everyone blames politicians you blaming the nra you're blaming lobbyists it's none of those people's fault it's really us deep down we'd rather have a gun than that that means our kid has to do a fucking drill at school about what happens when a shooter shows up on campus every couple of weeks we're okay with that (laughs) we knew we i knew we were okay with that after sandy hook i said okay we as a country essentially we're getting mad about it but not mad enough to like carry it all the way through to fruition because that should have been a referendum on every politician who opposed it and it wasn't those people are still in office like so i i I refuse to like i refuse to uh deny the reality of america and the reality of america is we're we're fine with ar-15s we're fine with uh guys that have fucking sheds full of weapons and militia and all this stuff these fantasies about how they're gonna like stop the cops or the government if the government comes in the government got some shit that'll blow out your back from where they stay at but you but somehow you 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 made up in your mind that that like you having a a fucking room full of shotguns is gonna stop like a drone from blowing your ass up if the government decides to do that shit but the the whole That's point that first blood mentality that like yeah. first rambo movie where it's just like one dude with the will to win will just take on the whole police force yeah it's honestly gonna i mean we even we've seen every hypothetical of what like liberal people come up with to say like well when this happens they'll change their mind we've seen all the hypotheticals they shot up a fucking school full of white kids they shot at politicians republican politicians even like it just doesn't matter like kathy gifford got shot in the face like it just doesn't fucking matter they we as a society love guns more than we love being alive more than we love safety all that shit and the less safe we feel because of guns the more motherfuckers want guns it's 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 a it's, it's a cycle i think the um 
what what also bothers me, and I see this a lot from libertarians, who really I, I always joke with libertarians. I'm like, even when they have a good idea, they 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 prefer that idea not to be enacted because they really like standing on like complaining. Yeah. They like to be able to complain with with integrity mm-hmm. rather than get things done. That's why they love nuclear power because they know it's so difficult to get. And they go, well, then I don't give a fuck about your argument unless we build 500 nuclear plants, which costs you know trillions of dollars each. Right? Uh, not that much, obviously. But what I what I like, they'll always go back to the well. It's in the Constitution. Like the Constitution is is scripture, as if there's not a process to change it. As if there weren't mistakes in it originally. Right. Like, there's always this Second Amendment, man. You can't touch it. It's like, of course we can touch it. I mean, there's a process, but they, they act like it's hands off. Yeah. You can't do anything with it as if, well, by that measure, I mean, the easy example is then we'd still have slavery or at least the three-fifths clause right. if things could be changed, if it was a perfect document. And I'm sorry, I believe that the founders, if they, like, woke up today. Right. And just were like, uh, what the fuck is that? And why does that moron have it? <laughs> yeah. Like in terms of the the firepower. And, and it's ridiculous. But I just remember, and this is nothing compared to obviously the PTSD that people really have from all these shootings. Like talk about mental health. We're creating a new mental health crisis with all the people witnessing and fearing these things it's like being in war but you didn't know you were in a war yeah i mean um, think about um the drills you used to have during like you know russia uh and the and um you know the red scare and the cold war those kids are like adults now you know and old people now and those mm-hmm. people were fucked up from that they got you know like and i think these shooting drills in these schools are fucking these kids up they're gonna grow up in the scared fucked up adults because we let that happen and it's I just remember when I went to see uh, the dark I obviously when the Dark Knight Rises came out had, yeah. had my ticket for like an 11 a.m. show Friday morning mm-hmm. and the shooting happened at like a midnight show in Denver so like I woke up and the news was mass shooting at the Dark Knight and for me movie theaters not to get too deep into my psychology but mm-hmm. movie theaters like I grew up in sort of a very angry household and one of the best memories of consistent happiness was like my mom taking me to the movies because like she was relaxed I was relaxed. It was fun. And I think that to this day is partly why I'm like, I love going to the movies so much because it's just like a total mental relaxation. It's comfortable. You got snacks. It's just like a total freeze out the world. But after that shooting, I've never quite been the same. And I'm not talking about I go and I'm like yeah. checking all the exits, but it, it doesn't have that hundred percent yeah. comfort. Anyway. I'm the same like way. I, I almost picked a fight that morning because somebody just, you know, it was crowded at the theater and I put my jacket on, on my seat. And then mm-hmm. I went out to get my snacks and some woman like just took, moved it. Cause she wanted to sit there with her people. Mm. And I thought to myself, any other day I would have been like, who the fuck did this? Right. But I said, you know what? I'm going to sit somewhere else because I'm stressed and I don't need to be the next person who looks like they're starting some shit in a movie theater. Right. Right. But it's, it's, and I'm sure that's the case for, I mean, that was a movie theater 2,000 miles away. Yeah. I can't imagine what kids who are in schools who've experienced, like the Parkland kids, people can shit on them and they're very media savvy and they can mm-hmm. act like whatever, but that's some real shit. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think like, it's, yeah. it's funny because, you know, obviously is comedically Louis CK's bit about the kids. It's like, you know, you're, you're laughing because it's like, I mean, it's Louis CK. It's, 
he's edgy now or whatever he's coming back off of this hardcore shit or whatever um and then he's making these jokes about the parkland kids and you know a lot of people were kind of offended on the level of like you know look at him talking bad about these school shootings and that you know now he wants to be like an edge or a comic and that wasn't what offended me it was just kind of like the whole like idea of like yo those that really happened though you know what i mean like those kids are fucking braver than you like you don't get to just be like i'm an old man and my old crankiness is more power like those fucking kids are they like they might have a fucking opinion about the shit that they they survived the things they witnessed and the friends they lost they like that like you don't get to just be cranky because you watched uh fucking i don't know cnn and you didn't you know you didn't like their tone or whatever um and i think that was the missing part of that discussion about him was like because everybody was like can he make these jokes or not is he too edgy why why is he able to do comedy i'm like what about the fact people might just felt the joke didn't work because they're like but those kids aren't they are heroes you know it's like if he would have made a joke about uh killing cops or some shit like you can't just turn and be like but it is my joke and i'm cranky people are gonna be like we kind of think those people are heroes in a lot of cases so you're not we're not gonna let you make the joke in the room you know but but instead it turned into some other shit um but yeah so this shit happened um of course there as these things happen uh they always go and find the person's online profile and guys got some shocking news for you but they seem to be uh pretty right-wing racist um trump supporting type people you don't say yeah i don't know where i don't know why that's such a weird coincidence i guess but i know the el paso person um he was a trump supporter who didn't like race mixing um, and he went, and this dude drove, they said, 10 hours mm-hmm. to specifically go to a city that was known for its, like, heavy Latino population and its kind of uh, cooperation across the border. Like, they call it a border town because it's, like, a very free sort of – but I think he drove, according to CNN, it was like – he came from whatever the, – the, the east side of Texas mm-hmm. all the Ooh. way over. Like, so he – I mean, he was like, I don't want to just kill. I'm afraid I might kill more white people if I shoot up a, a Dallas or an Austin mall. So let me go where I know we have the biggest, uh, you know, where the libs are so friendly to uh, to to the Mexicans trying to steal our country. And I bet he shot some white people, too. Like, I bet when they go, you know, eventually they'll list out the victims and, and the people that, that, that died in this attack. And I bet you some white people in there, too. Like, because at and the end you- of the end of the day you're indiscriminately shooting in a fucking crowded area right there was a uh somebody from pod save america i think and i retweeted it had had shared an article from last month Mm -hmm. from the senator from texas not ted cruz but john cornyn and it was just an article like he didn't comment on it but you know the subtext the title of the article was like um last year or something like there were nine new Latino uh, 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 Texans or something for every one white Texan. Mm, right. And he didn't say anything. Like, he didn't say, should we do something? But by posting that, mm-hmm. you're making the message. You're sending the message like, immigrants, different. Right. This is not This is not our vision of Texas. And I just wrote, this is why Beto O'Rourke, he's not going to win the nomination. This is another reason why he should jump out and run for Senate against this dude. Mm. He almost beat Ted Cruz. Maybe he'll beat this dude. But, like, I'm just looking. I'm going, these – if people think Joe Biden is problematic, (laughs) 
wait till you see all the old white men in the Republican Party. Right. Like, and, and who I mean, who is the so okay? You said a host from Pod Save America. They tweeted it out, or they tweet, or they 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 retweeted his tweet and were like, "This is not." Uh, oh, like, okay, I see. Yeah, it. basically saying like, um, this this was. I think the guy said like, "This was gross when you posted it, and now really doesn't look good." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they are inciting this these like they are inciting these unstable people that have these weapons into these this violence it, it, the blood is on their hands i don't see it it's not that thing where um i honestly can't see it another way like it's not the thing where it's like oh when people get mad they like try to blame people for shit that they had nothing to, like the woman who blamed chelsea clinton for ilhan omar being like right. a threat. like that's like it's no it's not the same and no she that's not she didn't do that but these republicans they are stirring up these flames of like xenophobia and bigotry and putting these white people in fear of like white malehood is losing and then they go out and they lash out because they have all the guns and and all this shit so yeah in that case i do feel like that politician has blood on his hands because this is exactly the message that that person took um to do it um and then another thing was a shooting at a garlic festival in gilroy california another white supremacist um you know so it's it's like the shit is right there they they always have some online history or manifesto and yet at the same time it's the it's the one crime everyone feels like we can't do anything about you know like what are we supposed to do as long as it's white men going crazy and doing the shit it's almost like there's nothing to be done if if this were if if the last five mass shootings or if all the mass shootings since vegas had been muslims we would have we would have a legal ban and i think it would pass with like 70 senators and 300 congress people yeah like and i know that's throwing some democrats under the bus but so be it there they would like it would get to the level of fear mm-hmm. that, and and instead in this case it's like uh well uh i don't you know like We've got to uh, pray, pray and think more, and do some more thinking and praying, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe we can tone down some of our rhetoric. And let's not make this political, by the way. Let's yeah, whatever we do, because that's the real the real enemy is the person who makes this political, right? But don't make it racial. Don't make it political. I don't know if a white supremacist is killing brown people feels kind of political and racist to me. But uh, sorry for noticing. You know, um, now the uh, other uh, thing uh, is that, um, and this is like kind of related to it um he said this right before some of these shootings really popped off um but as you guys know uh friend uh we're big fans of killer mike around here uh and he (laughs) and uh he got himself uh you know he supports bernie sanders and he was uh basically saying that uh in a conversation with yahoo news that the reason he supports bernie sanders is because he doesn't trust black leadership that wants to de-arm black people i.e kamala harris and cory booker because he has to come up with a way to uh disguise the fact that he's a uh a bernie sanders fan despite there being other black people to vote for because he says he's so pro-black in every other area but when it comes to bernie sanders he believes that white man is like god's gift to earth and better than any other politician ever so um he he he, kamala harris and cory booker have taken strong stances push for tougher gun control laws 
um and mike doesn't like that um he thinks more restrictive gun laws will only have an adverse effect on black americans he believes proper gun ownership gives a black person the opportunity to be responsible for his or her own life they don't want you to have guns in the cities for fear of crime and violence yet the crime and violence are there and the police treat you as though you're criminally violent uh he said so at what point but is, he, is he pulling a gun on cops like and you know pulling some black panther shit saying i dare you like philando castile was a legal gun owner how did that work out yeah keep in mind killer mike loves guns so much he went on nra tv with colin noir right. and uh was t- sounding extremely stupid uh trying to justify why black people uh i mean trying to justify basically gun ownership um and and uh it was it was ridiculous and he later apologized for going on there because i mean the nra is a racist organization that um doesn't say shit when black people are killed by the cops don't say anything about black gun owners who are killed by police or anything um but they do say something anytime like a black person you know jaywalks and the cops kill them they're like see well that's why we need these guns you know like like so i guess he in hindsight or whatever but you know obviously he looked very stupid um in you know in it but you know i I, we listened to that whole interview on here and that was the main thing i took away from this was yo this dude loves guns more than his kids more than anything you know he would rather have guns you not woke wakanda everybody had guns (laughs) yeah he would rather have guns (laughs) than anything else so um (laughs) Wait, I've heard that drop several times. Is that Killer Mike? That's him, yeah. You're not woke. Wakanda, everybody. He said that in the interview. (laughs) He was dead serious. (laughs) Oh, now that I know it's him, it's, 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 it's ten times more ridiculous. There was also, there was also (laughs) a point where he really wanted to get to, to the point and he couldn't stop stuttering. I also have that drop, uh, because I thought that was hilarious, but, um, i'll try to i'll try to play that as well but um yeah man it's it's just kind of it's just kind of sad because he always hides behind this pro-blackness shit but i don't believe him i think it's just about he like he has guns and he wants them you know and that's it he talked about like his kids going to school and not wanting guns shit he didn't give a fuck really he's like yeah my kids are great like 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 when you went like start call like you got most uh, that's exactly <laughs> what he said in the interview um, he says so at what point do you become responsible for one's own life at what point are you going to say buy a gun are you going to train are you going to commit yourself yeah, the rapper also reminded yahoo that his views on gun ownership are not new or exclusive to him when quoting early civil rights activists and journalist ida b wells mike showed how important proper gun ownership was has been to black americans gun laws affect black people first and worst mike said before quoting wells a winchester rifle should have a place of honor in every black home and it should be used for that protection which the law refuses to give okay like 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 the idea that ida b wells who was run out of town for being a such a pro-black activist uh, for reporting on lynchings um and she would have a gun for self-protection in a in a in 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 that climate i mean that makes way more sense than you just wanting to have a gun in the world where we have mass shootings of innocent people daily you know what i mean like when 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 a winchester rifle was something to be 
reckon with and not an ar fucking 15 didn't exist like maybe maybe in that world in that landscape where there's like uh, the idea of justice is not gonna like get to you so fast i get that you know for but but with some of this shit now it's like we have clearly gone way too fucking far and we're not meant to have this much power and firepower and and death and yet somehow people are still making this like they'll make any argument is my point and i feel like killer mike is just one of those people that his argument is couched in this black shit as if black people would be the only people with guns or if black people would have more guns than white people or if black people would like i don't know use the guns and start shooting at cops and shit and then just be okay because you know everybody will go well he had to defend himself that's none of that's gonna happen so let's operate in reality and be like how do we get these fucking guns out of the street you know yeah. all right uh i hate to start on a gun note but you know guys it's honestly so ridiculous uh these shootings that we have to talk about it um there's other news uh let's talk some politics guys i know jl's been watching the debates yeah somebody some <laughs> somebody wrote us yesterday and was like you know uh on twitter like oh you should have jl covan on to discuss some of these debates um and i'll be honest i haven't watched all like i've watched some of the debates i realized quickly after the first one that i watched all of uh uh like a month ago it's too many people yep Yep. and 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 it's and by too many i mean it's too many as in like the format that they're doing it Mm -hmm. it would actually be better if they took like five people a night and did four nights like right the shit where you put 10 11 people on stage together that's too much it's ridiculous and the ult and and it's so obvious what like the cnn and msnbc and all it's so obvious what they want they really just want these guys to fight correct and so they put them on there they give you about 10 seconds a person to describe to to your answers to problems that are fucking like it take it would there's studies there's courses of curriculum on these problems and they're just like all right man so climate change you got about 10 seconds go ahead bill de blasio and bill de blasio starts talking and then kamala harris cuts him off and then kamala harris gets told to be quiet and then bill de blasio is told to be quiet and then bernie sanders starts speaking and it's like you don't get to hear ideas as much as you get to hear attacks the only thing you have time for in that frame and that's what happened last week at the second debate especially um thank god elizabeth warren gets to go on the night with the boring people by the way no offense to the other boring people but Uh, elizabeth thank god she gets to go because then she gets to just do ideas when most of the other people are just kind of like nigga you did this last week you know and so uh that second debate though it was just attacks because mm-hmm, they learned from the other times you don't have time to talk You're so you just in the kool-aid and you don't even know the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> right it's all like twitter sound bites like it's all it's all just like what can i put in 140 characters or less that might go viral and and it's all people attacking up right because no one is gonna attack down at their other opponents mm-hmm. um and so like biden takes the most shade because he's got the most percentage of the vote right now according to these polls he's a front runner right now uh we'll really see you know later in the process i can never tell with these polls this early but uh biden gets the most shit and then like uh uh so kamala harris kind of leapfrogged um into uh at least of the people that were on stage with biden she kind of leapfrogged in a second so then she started catching shit the first debate she didn't catch that much shit this time like tosi fucking gabbard who's like a horrible I know she's a bad candidate on a lot of things. Yeah. But ob- objectively. Yeah. 
she she rock bottomed Kamala. Oh yes, yeah, it wasn't even close. Like, she just got her up and put it. Dog, I mean, it was it was like it was like the equivalent of I can't even remember his name. It's like a white dude that plays for the Knicks, but he like dunked like on on somebody last year. It's like like on somebody bad, like somebody famous. I can't remember. And it's like you got to give it to him though. He did dunk on your ass. Like he might be sorry. And he only averages eight points a game, and no, he's not gonna. No one gives a fuck about this guy. We won't even remember him. But he dunked on Kevin Durant right in his motherfucking face. It was nothing he could do. Right. So that's kind of what Tulsi did. And the only thing Kamala could do was ignore it because it was like, yeah, I I would be punching down. But it's funny, right? Because that's what Biden kind of wants to do to a lot of the criticism. Is like, I'm gonna just ignore what y'all are saying. Y'all aren't beating me in the polls. So bash on me if you want to but i'm just gonna keep moving to the next point and then when it happens the other way around that's what those guys do so it's like tulsi says that shit and then kamala's like yeah i ain't i mean kamala's like yeah i'm not gonna address that shit the the odd thing is because with so many candidates and i agree the because my candidate that i like who hopefully i'll be able to pimp a little bit uh jay Inslee, governor of washington the jl coven of the democratic (laughs) primary is what i call jay Inslee. (laughs) He is he is um, somebody who has a, he has not the only thing he attacked Biden on. And I think you said it yesterday during the the show because you were saying everybody's attacking it like not on substance. Inslee was one of the few people who took shots at Biden where nothing to do with Obama. Right. Like in other words, Inslee likes Obama. Inslee was like a super delegate for Hillary. Inslee right. always says good shit about Obama. All he said was um, your climate change plan right now. Like the plan you came up with is not as good as mine, and I voted against the Iraq War. You voted for it. So those mm-hmm. are like literally leave out the entire Obama administration because Inslee was like a fan of Obama. But the problem is Inslee is in that category, and I feel like there's so many ca- t- uh, candidates taking like one and two percent, right? That have like would have no chance if it would if it was narrowed down to like five candidates. Most mm-hmm. of them, like Kirsten Gillibrand. Would right. not win shit if right. there were three candidates. She would, but I believe that Inslee has such a strong record, mm-hmm. such a consistent record, that if it if he could get into like a top seven, he might actually be able to make moves because then he'd be able to talk. But what they said with this debate is if if only ten people make it or like nine people make the next debate, mm-hmm. it's only going to be one debate. Right. And I was like, no. If you get it down to 10 people, Make do it, two nights. Right. right. Like, we, we need to get away from 10 people per debate, it's as too many. whoever your candidate is, as quickly as possible. How did this so become we, the new fucking normal? How did this become so the new normal? We were just fucking doing Hillary and Bernie over and over and over for, for, for a year in 2016, and that was much fucking better than this. Because at least at right. the end of the night, I know where they stand. You can't yeah. know where somebody stands when they have 60 seconds and they're getting cut off at 15 seconds in. You can't fucking do it. And every, and there's no order to the shit. No, it's not orderly. Uh, and, the, and it feels like the, the moderators, I bet if you took a, uh, you know how they like in like, like Avengers movies and shit, they'll calculate like, how long was Tony Stark talking? How long was, <laughs> they always talk, they always do like, how long was Kamala Harris talking? How long was Bernie Biden talking? How long was Bernie? That's not the, that's not the, that's not what I want to hear. How long were the moderators talking? and telling right. someone to shut the fuck up because that is like 90 percent of the debate is okay you're out of time you're out of time you're out of time okay but I, you're out of time you're out of time man, man it's time to move up senator harris senator harris senator harris i'm like dog that's fucking the 60 seconds we 
you, you are you building this into the hour is this now part of the like debate format is like 30 seconds for an answer mm-hmm. 30 seconds to tell them to shut the mm-hmm. fuck up what is happening yeah it's 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 not a good format and it's not a good fo- like so i think this format is going to favor it will favor joe biden uh whether you like him or not because he just needs to hold steady at like 28 percent and if he holds steady there then he'll win in in kind of and obviously he's very far from donald trump right but in that same way that donald trump benefited from that huge roster nobody could consolidate if there were only three candidates if it was like the governor of ohio ted cruz and donald trump Donald Trump might not have gotten the nomination. Right. He very well might have, but he might not have. But you had 8% Jeb Bush, 6% Marco Rubio, 4% um, uh, the guy from Ohio. I keep forgetting his name. But, the you know, so – and then Trump was like 23%, and that was good enough to crush everybody because nobody was getting above like 12%. Yep. And I think Biden may benefit from this kind of format. Like that's why he's sort of playing the Floyd Mayweather yeah. game. Like I have the belt – and i'm not gonna let you take it yeah all he has to do is not knock get knocked out, out. Let, yeah right. just, as long as you guys can't he, knock he, me out he took he got he hit the mat in yeah. debate one with, with kamala, kamala yeah kamala got, got him yeah but, but he but, got up right and and and, so, and also like that's just hitting the mat you know like you like you have right. to knock him out like that was more about like oh kamala harris might be a contender let's let's move her up in the polls it wasn't a joe biden just took a big hit in the polls that's that's a big that's a lot different and um the and and like i said we're not getting to see some of these people they should not fucking be there like some like just because you can get the money to run some of you guys shouldn't be there you don't have ideas you don't like uh bill de blasio's not like he doesn't have ideas he's just there to shout at people you know like like um marianne williamson she has no fucking business being up there. Like, but it's- you know how disheartening it is? And once again, I, I would encourage anybody. I do not work for the Jay Inslee campaign, though I've given him like a month of New York City rent in <laughs> donations. The J, go to JL, uh, com. It, it leads you straight to Jay Inslee's uh, donation page, guys. <laughs> but, like when I see that he's – he's struggling to get to the 2% and to the 130,000 unique donations. He'll probably get to the donations. The polling may be a problem, but then I'm looking at like, whether they have ideas or not, Andrew Yang, Marianne Williamson, Bill de Blasio, Hickenlooper, John Delaney. There's like eight candidates off the top that I can be like, what are you doing here? Right. I'm not even talking about, I disagree with you, you know, or I don't think you'd be a great candidate. I understand why Beto O'Rourke is running. Like, you know, he had right. a huge momentum in Texas. He's a charismatic younger guy. Like, there's a lane for him. There's no lane for, like, seven of these people. But my guy, who his record is fucking impeccable, and I always feel weird, like I'm talking about some fringe dude. Right. He's an eight-term congressman and current two, two-term two governor of, like, a decent-sized state. Right. But I always feel like, no, guys, you know, I know Andrew Andrew Yang wants to give you, like, some money. And Marianne Williamson thinks love is the answer to beating right. Trump. Right. They should, but, like, what's the point of them being there? In 15 minutes of yoga, and you'll be all right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, exactly. This country would be better off. And I make the argument to people where I say, I gave money to Bernie. I gave money to Hillary. I voted for Hillary. But I gave money to Bernie because 
when he came into the campaign, he was talking a lot about income inequality. Yeah. And I had just been reading a bunch of books on income inequality. So I was like, you know what? Here's 50 bucks because I like that message. I think that message should be in. Now, if I had known Bernie was like going to give like some tepid, tepid endorsement to Hillary, right. I might have withheld my funds. But I thought that's a good discussion to have. And he mm-hmm. pushed the discussion left. That's what he was supposed was to do. Yeah. And for me, Inslee is a guy where I'm like, he's so good on so many issues. And I even learned something during debate. When I didn't realize he banned the box in Washington State, mm-hmm. um, he's, I did know he'd released, he'd pardoned thousands of non, nonviolent drug offenders. Mm-hmm. But like banning the box is, is another like progressive wish list thing in terms of criminal justice. Yep. So when it's a chance to speak a little bit on his record, I'm not saying he wins, but the longer he's in the discussion for climate change, right. for showing that you can be a progressive dude, um, you know, who can govern in a progressive way and win. Like, in the very least, maybe he pushes an Elizabeth Warren to make climate change a top two priority in her administration. Right. Maybe he pushes Biden to be more serious on climate change or be like more uh, push more forward. But with all these other kids, I'm like, who's giving money to Marianne Williamson? Who are you? Right. She voted for Jill Stein, by the way, which should also be something they bring up in the debate. Every debate. Every fucking debate. But you know what? They don't even have time. They don't even have time. And she's so low on the fucking, like, she's so low on the polls. No other candidate needs to spend any time being like, let me discredit this bitch real quick so she can stop coming to these debates. They're not even going to take the time because they're like, it's honestly, for some of the front runners, it's probably better that there's more yeah. people so that you can't really scrutinize them. Like, could you imagine if it was just Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on that stage for a minute and they, and they really did have to talk about cr- crime in their history? Because that's not going to be a comfortable conversation for either one of them. But they're right. kind of getting lucky that I, it's almost better to get body slammed by Tulsi Gabbard and in a in a in a thirty second clip and be like, "All right, I'm moving on. I'm not talking about that." Then if you My had to God, sit there, Tulsi, yeah, is that from, from the top ropes? Is that Tulsi Gabbard's music? God oh, damn, yes. JD, you see her climbing <laughs> and she does the stand. She points to the crowd. This is goddamn insane. Can uh, you believe your eyes, people? <laughs> But oh, yeah, it's it's almost fucking better uh, for that shit to because um, because you don't have to worry about it. And then of course the people saying it are so unelectable that that, that it's not even helping them in the polls. Like oh, you right. slam Kamala, you slam Kamala Harris, but aren't you also against gay people? Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for thank you for saying what you said, but you can get the fuck on. So yeah, um, the other thing I was thinking too, man, and I don't know if. Uh, if you've noticed this over the uh the, the course of the debates because i know you watch them too but uh i kind of feel like the room is playing playing it's almost like comedians now right they're playing to twitter and not the and ah! not and not the room you know what i mean right. like yes. the, like everything's like how do i go viral on twitter how do i do a slam that i saw someone say and on twitter you don't even know the flavor yeah right ah! dude like i'm i'm really not like i that is such a huge turnoff and i and part of it is because there's so many people you really don't have time for anything else like is to have you can't have a substantial conversation about like immigration when when 10 people have 30 seconds you just can't do it so then they go for the like woke twitter soundbite that's not policy it's just like a platitude of like i believe unlike my opponent 
that every person is an American citizen in waiting. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, that's not a fucking policy. That's not a policy. That, that, what does that mean? See, for me, um, I think even though Cory Booker, Cory Booker, I think is just so smart that like he may sound prepared, overly prepared, but I think his brain is, is like a high functioning computer. So mm-hmm. like he can't sound off the cuff, but I think that's more because he's so smart, not right. because he's planning every move. Right. I think Castro plans his moves because yeah, he did this Castro's good. where he said this shit to Biden like it was a soap opera. He said, well, Vice President Biden, it seems one of us has learned from the past and one of us has not. Yeah. And like the crowd clapped. I was like, oh, oh my God, shut up. Yeah. Like, I, like, you didn't see that shit coming. Like, I picked six that, that, yeah. that line. You know, I saw it a mile, he telegraphed it a mile away. Yo, that was, uh, that was the Kamala Harris. I was that little, I was that little girl. Cause, dude, I saw her and I said, oh shit. Like, I mean, you, you, Biden didn't. Right. I was gonna say, you know, I know you, I know you know this feeling as a comedian, as a stand up. Like when you watch a stand-up special, you're like, "Oh shit! Oh, I know he's gonna say. I know he's gonna say, kick the right in the pussy. Oh, oh, he got him. He got him. That's how that felt when she started winding up. I was like, "Oh shit, Joe, Joe, you better abort, boy. You better get out of there. You better abort." She had the steel chair, and Biden was like flexing to the crowd. Yes. Boom. Boom, dog. Oh my god, man. And the same thing with uh, Tulsi Gabbard's one. Cause I was just like, oh shit, oh shit. Cause she's like, speaking of crime, I'm like, oh shit, she about to do it, y'all. But at the same time, it is, it's almost like they're playing to Twitter because it's not like, it's not necessarily germane to what the fuck they're doing now. Cause, you know, especially, uh, the, the penchant for Twitter to like do this thing where like say, uh, JL Coven gets, uh, gets a job on Saturday Night Live uh let's go through his old tweets uh let's find all his old podcasts let's uh anything he's ever said on facebook like let you know like uh what was he what was part of that book report uh he didn't he used to re- review movies as a child he used to write newspaper articles about movies let's get those and just find a quote we'll find something to be like in sixth grade jail coven said that top gun was kind of a pussy movie and i quote this he played, called it a pussy <laughs> movie to be fair, jl was five eight in sixth grade which is adult height yeah <laughs> all right so uh we're gonna count that and uh let's get him canceled off of saturday night live like but they're treating like the politicians like that is what uh especially on the democratic side that's kind of what politics has become now it's like let's find your old tweets and like okay but these are now new policies new ideas new things and to be fair what the the content they strip the context of the old stuff right they always do right so they'll they'll strip the context of like um any positive or any good results that came of like kamala harris's uh uh prosecutorial record right they'll script that like no 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 we're only talking about the things that we find we disagree with now or that we find bad now right like at the time people might have thought oh yeah this, this is that's the right thing to do that was a general consensus but she wasn't 2019 twitter woke in, in 2003 yeah! so now we got we can do that joe biden's crime bill same thing like he wasn't 2019 twitter woke even though the black community was was we, i remember 
us as a community being like yes we need a crime bill crack is killing the community lock these motherfuckers up my kid can't go to school with these motherfucking crackheads and shit go out here in the world now everybody turned out to be wrong about that that's not but we've turned it into we just name a couple of politicians who were wrong bernie voted for it. hillary uh uh stomped for it joe biden the co-authored it uh, wasn't the authors of it uh bill clinton you know passed it it's his crime bill so we've now just turned it into it was just like they went rogue on the nation nobody fucking it was very unpopular they just got together conspired and said fuck all the black people in the world even though we're democrats we're gonna do this to them on purpose it couldn't be that they you know a fucked up um two were listening to a community of people that were desperate but didn't really know what the what the results of that were gonna be we we're not getting the opioid crisis policing we're getting the uh we got like the 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 the, the lock them up forever policing right because we're black so there's all this stuff that that's happening but we have now i feel like in these debates especially it has become that twitter but on the stage it's become fuck context you did it you voted for the war you know and i actually like biden's defense to that where he's like i did and we were lied to and i was wrong like that's about all you can say and and people want a better answer there's not a better answer that's the only you want the truth or you want some bullshit the the truth is a lot of people believe that shit at the time and that's just that's how it goes and as you were saying yesterday um in terms of biden having such a lock on older black voters yeah it's it's you know, I think people need to look at that because I've seen some comments from some surprising sources that seem to treat that like, you know, if a white person called them like kind of a monolithic, ill-informed kind of yes. voting block, there'd be a problem. But if if you see it that way and you're not a white person, it's like then it's a legitimate criticism. But they know they lived through a lot of shit. They were probably part of the generation that even if they know it was wrong now are are maybe part of the community that says to Biden. No, we were there with you, and we, yeah. we 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 understand that that's not you anymore. And yes, Obama did vouch for you, and that does carry weight. Yep. So like, we're not looking at you like you're trying to pass the '94 crime bill in 2019, because 25 years ago, we many many of us wanted something strict like that too. So we're not holding it. We're no, not. I saw five. I saw people shitting on the CBC, the Congressional Black Cau- uh, Caucus, is that um congress or whatever they were shitting on the cbc the like members of the black of black congress and political like figures as the establishment and shit like that and i'm just like um that happened quick you know weren't y'all just like fucking auntie maxine waters like wasn't didn't that just fucking happen you motherfuckers made those shirts she didn't ask for that shit she was just your hero but the second the second that it's politically inconvenient because you need to vote for bernie sanders or uh whatever the fuck else other politician he's like that shit goes right out the window and it's and like i said it's such a twitter thing and i think 2016 should have taught i mean you would have hoped but i don't think it did Mm -mm. but you would have hoped that 2016 would have taught a lot of motherfuckers that politically twitter is its own world that's why they're mad that's why twitter is so mad at nancy pelosi because she goes y'all are in your own fucking world over there like alexandria ocasio-cortez is the most popular fucking person over here in my world she's just another person that works here like we like we like she doesn't get extra votes because you guys follow her on twitter she still has to find a way to bridge and make coalitions to get the shit she wants passed which is what the fuck i do 
so and and guess what guys you need these other weak ass democrats to do that you can't just go in here and be like uh twitter retweeted my shit a thousand times so uh you're gonna change your vote that's not how the fuck it's gonna work so she so you have somebody that's dealing with like reality and you have like the twitter reality and i think that's where a lot of these politicians that run for president right now are fucking up they're catering to the twitter reality so hard like every fucking tweet is i got this i'm gonna do this uh whatever <laughs> let me tweet trump and, and say some bull like let me go viral with this sassy responses like that's cool not the same as a vote though no it's not and also uh when we were talking about the disconnect between the younger people and the older people a lot of people just spend a lot of time on social media and you allow social media to create uh a reality of that's what the world outside of it is like your own little bubble most americans are not on social media period they might have accounts but they are not on social media and they are not active so the most people that are going to cast them goddamn votes are the people that you need to reach yes we need to reach you too on twitter don't get me wrong and it's cute and yeah you got a million retweets but if i'm not on social media i don't give a fuck i don't see your gif i don't see your post if it ain't on eyewitness news nine o'clock i don't fucking hear it and that's the reality of it and people don't want to accept that and for some reason people on social media act like if you're not online you're not hip and you're not cool and you're not keeping a on top of things but what you have to fail to realize a lot of these people and they're the older people who have a tendency to not to be as tech savvy mm-hmm. and to have that separation and that's okay when i speak on the platform guess what i am speaking to all americans that's what we fail to realize twitter is not the only america facebook is not the i'm speaking to all america regardless of if you're on social media or not so if i want your fucking vote i have to reach your old ass grandma that don't got internet i gotta reach her as much as i gotta reach you i gotta reach both parties because all the votes matter and that's the part that fucking frustrates me when i'm on the outside looking in and i'm listening to y'all talk and the thing that frustrates me the most and I'm going to keep it real with you. The thing that scares me the most, I see rinse, wash, repeat. All I'm seeing is an exact replica of what the fuck happened before. Nobody learned. Everybody has short-term memory. We're going down the same fucking road. And I act, and, and for me, it's like goddamn deja vu. And I'll be like, nobody, I, I just want to scream. Nobody else is seeing this. Nobody else is seeing this. And people act like you're crazy when you go, I don't want to argue with y'all crazy-ass niggas. I don't want to debate with you. I don't want to do it because I've been there and I've done that. You're not stressing me out. You're not raising my blood pressure up. It is Trump because it's trump versus whoever i don't care if a fucking grocery bag runs i will vote for that motherfucker because i don't want trump's ass in office and that's the end for me and that's how most old black people feel they're not debating they're not in their feelings they're not they don't want to put themselves on a high horse these niggas done been through something they done been through jim crow they done been spit on they done been called nigga they done survived some shit so they like fuck trump I would vote for whoever else wins and don't admonish them because they're not picky. They don't hold their nose up. They don't go through these pointless debates that at the end of the day, not going to mean a motherfucking thing when it's time to go to the polls. Y'all are wasting fucking time in my opinion. And then, well, also even with the whole like Trump, anybody but Trump thing, I do believe they believe that, but they also like Biden. I believe because no one's asking them um shout out to the shout out to the media no no one's asking these people why they're voting why they're the way they're voting in these polls nobody's asking them like well is it because biden is the closest to obama i mean hillary beat bernie got the black vote in the south nobody everybody just assumed it's because bernie's not good enough on race 
yeah if you're like on the internet all the time but if you're just a like out here in the fucking world and the shit you see is from tv you don't know that bernie has a race problem no the, like these old black people not they're not it's not because of reparations that they're fucking voting they're literally just being like well hillary got endorsed by obama uh michelle was at her fucking rally i'm ju- i'm going to support the people that are cool with that and if your whole campaign is fuck obama he ain't shit i'm the real shit you're gonna yeah. get a lot of black people that's like i don't fuck with you and it's like every trust. time it's, i think it's also about tr- sorry to interrupt but like yeah. trust yeah i think especially in this country um you know what this country has done for years and sent decades and centuries if somebody if you can come to trust a joe biden if you say that you know not to make it too simplistic but yeah. that old white man is 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 the one i can count on because i've seen i don't know him i who's bernie i don't I, right. i've never met him before like to you know make it colloquial yeah. but like, i don't know him who right. brought him well even Whether even further even even further than that right even further than just like a trust thing right you like it oh uh, biden talks talks with a reverence about obama even even the fucking internet people that now hate biden were uncle joe memes like four years ago mm-hmm. like you can't listen to motherfuckers they are so flip-floppy i i remember in 2016 when people wanted him to get in and i was like probably the smartest thing he can do for his image is to not get in because it wasn't even about beating hillary or, or or any of this shit it was just like if biden gets in y'all are going to change the way you talk about him now is we like him because he's not running if he fucking runs guess what we're gonna talk about anita hill we're gonna be talking about uh the crime bill we're gonna be talking about him sniffing hair and rubbing shoulders and shit like <laughs> we're like now a lot of stuff all the gas he's ever had like a lot a lot of stuff that was out like kind of like oh uncle joe he's he's so quirky he just does some quirky stuff there all that shit is now a debatable issue about like how serious and fucked up that is and that's what we saw happen now it's like joe biden online anyway oh joe biden online is completely being attacked but the reality on offline and these polls and shit are not showing those attacks to be like the general sentiment of the public it's showing that might be the sentiment of twitter and facebook but and and I, like i said this isn't a defense of joe biden this is asking why the fuck isn't anyone trying to find out what's he doing right so that you can imitate that and then steal from his fucking his base like it seems like the obvious thing to do here would be like okay so this dude he is on obama's dick hard harder than anyone else uh-huh. Biden is the most popular uh obama is the most popular pres uh uh politician on the planet right now period still this is after he's been out of office trump has only done things to make him actually more iconic mm-hmm. like every little like not little but every complaint people had about obama when he was in office trump has done much worse trump is the nigger they thought obama was going to be in office right the essentially and yet obama somehow continues to be so popular and if biden is able to ride that to a fucking win that is a shame for all the other 19 candidates involved because it's like y'all let this motherfucker just dog walk y'all because y'all couldn't see the obvious point which is he's like i love me some obama every time y'all shit on him he's like well i mean i know what y'all saying about deportation but uh i think obama did a great job and he changed things before him it was even worse um you know under our administration we tried to do this stuff with care blah 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 and everyone on twitter's like fuck you a deporter in chief but everybody off the rest of the fucking voter electorate (laughs) is like yeah that's reasonable 
it wasn't an easy problem to solve and that's where mm-hmm. healthcare why didn't we get universal uh government pay all the healthcare? he's like because the fuck obama tried and fucking republicans wouldn't let us do it it's a miracle we got what we got and everybody out online fuck that shit bernie would have just like slapped his dick on the table and make that shit work everyone offline everybody else reasonable in the fucking world is like i saw obama get unprecedented opposition for 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 as a president mitch mcconnell said i'm my whole job is to make sure he fails Mm -hmm. which means the american people fail and everybody with a fucking brain that's just not in these bubbles online was like oh my god this guy has a hard job put out for him there's never gonna get the things he won't pass the way he wants them passed you know they shit on the economy biden obama saved the economy three times i was there with him everybody in the room yeah everybody on twitter fuck that shit should have let gm go under okay dog okay we're doing the speech in detroit so uh <laughs> fuck you guys and you I know will, i will i will say this I, just a couple a couple things before i forget but for one on biden now my mom is a older white woman right and she was ride or die hillary and then she was ride or die Obama, and then she was back to ride or die Hillary. She is a, you know, never put down a yeah. Republican vote in her life. She loved Obama. She loved Hillary. She was undecided. Like she came, she's given money to Inslee because I've basically been begging her. Right. Like, come on, that's my guy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, who, by the way, I'll reiterate, only says nice things about Obama. So he's, he's on that track, but he doesn't get enough publicity. Like he says nothing but good things about Obama. But, my mom, after the debate, this most recent debate, said to me, she's like, if I had to be honest, I'm starting to lean towards Biden because she doesn't like the com- – and she was she thought Biden was too old, like originally. She was like, I'd like somebody else. She was like – she wanted Eric Holder or Michelle Obama. But she said she's already tired of the attacks on Biden and by association Obama, even if they're not – attack attacks right the total lack of sort of if you could call it reverence but even just the lack of like you you can have issues but like tread carefully like look where we are look where he got us and tread carefully because it's a tone it's a slight tonal difference right it's a slight difference obama did some things that were good and we can do uh better we can improve on those things and then there's fuck obama so many of these people that's what the debate the second debate turned into fuck obama because biden is obama's homie so fuck obama too and i'm like y'all are shitting y'all are turning off so many voters you don't need to turn off come on maybe you can steal these people and at the end of the day obama came into the primary the second runner like like not even second third people were looking at obama in 2008 like the fuck is this dude his name sounds like osama i know he don't think he about to win and that was black people yes that was black people doing that oh he had oh he had to i always joked obviously being the half black immigrant half white american that i yeah i never let people forget that on stage in 08 i was like (laughs) don't question my blackness you all questioned Obama's blackness until he won Iowa, and you said, "Oh shit, the white people are for him too." Yes, okay. exactly. Now we can back a winner. We can back a winner. We won't look foolish because there was a lot of half black. Like I don't. I mean, you know, is he really black? Like, has mm-hmm. he had the, the right experience? But um, I was going to say, Obama. If Obama was petty like Trump, you know how he could end this entire primary. <laughs> he just comes out next week and goes, uh. I'm here to announce that I'm endorsing my vice president and my friend, 
Joe Biden, and then it's over. It's over. It's done. They're lucky. <laughs> they're lucky he's not a dick. They they are so fucking lucky. Like they they keep thinking they want him to talk. They always like white liberals are always like, oh Biden come Obama come whisper to the black people and the white people and get us act together. And and I'm like y'all don't really want that because if he comes out he's gonna say the the unifying shit that he always says, which is like, listen guys, we're not too left, we're not too right, we're kind of in the middle. My boy Biden, he got y'all. Y'all have a good one. Like he's not like they think he's gonna come out and be like Bernie Sanders. He's the only he's the only person we can vote for. He's not gonna do that. So y'all actually do want him to shut the fuck up. If you want this primary to play out the way you want, you're gonna want to pick somebody super liberal because I can tell from the you know online what people think. They want a liberal ass like super liberal politician. You're not gonna get that from from Obama, you know. So just like just leave it at that like and then the other thing is whatever he says is not gonna be enough Mm-mm. he's not superman he's gonna say the shit and guess what's gonna happen white people still gonna be racist y'all <laughs> it's not you can't turn the clock back on this shit oh man I wanna, the other I, just two other quick things the, a book i was gonna recommend if anybody's interested so maybe some people have read it but it was it came out last year um called uh locking up our own by james mm. foreman jr and it is such it's such a quick read, but it won like the Pulitzer or something. It won like one of the major awards for for writing. Um, but he basically talks about like we were talking about the crime bill and stuff predating the crime bill, and how you had like Maynard Jackson in in Atlanta, Marion Barry in D.C. These guys who were like civil rights like on the ground during the civil rights movement, really pushing for harder penalties. First it was heroin, then it was crack. But what the Republicans did, and this book sort of shows it, because it shows that, yes, there were, there were pastors and churches and politicians, black, who were for this because they saw that their communities were being devastated. Mm-hmm. But it was part of comprehensive packages that were like, we need tougher penalties. We also need more education, more job training. And the Republicans, especially during the Reagan administration, were like, well, we're definitely going to do the harder penalties. We'll get back to you on education and right. support. Right. And that's – so it was like a bait and switch. It was like they were making this kind of compromise that like we got to save our communities. So, yes, we are for this. So I think Joe Biden, not that he's going to have all the time to do this, but that's the kind of mentality I think he was coming from, which is, hey, a lot of my black friends and my black colleagues right. are telling me we need this and we got to get something so we can't wait for – all the money we need and all the things we need and mysteriously but, those black people are nowhere around anymore like they none of those black preachers and shit that was like get the crack off our streets like all the motherfuckers are like oh it's not we can't say that uh you know what i think joe came up with that on his own i don't i don't even think i was in the room no. i think i just walked in he said block the black people up and i just walked out i don't even i don't joe biden who's that like it's funny that that those people are just kind of uh, gone uh, now but yeah it was prominent black leaders asking for that shit at the time you know they just didn't know it would be turned into basically the mass incarceration bill which it was you know right. um now you might argue they should have known you know but then i would submit that Every, I don't know. Maybe y'all weren't alive. Everybody was on that shit. It was no joke. Like, I don't know if y'all seen New Jack City, the movie, but everybody. people were like people like crack was a bad thing for a lot of people. It wasn't just a one gone. thing, you know. So and there wasn't a whole bunch of sympathy for people on crack because they were black, right. um, and that still resonates now. Like Dave Chappelle's Tyrone Biggums is actually a big commentary on like, yo, we don't see crackheads in the 
empathetic sensitive light that people seem to want to portray it on like now it, it just never happened it wasn't just a white person thing all of us were like ha 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 he's on crack look how fast that crackhead can run jl we're gonna get cut off at the two hour mark i have to go to the next session so i'm okay. gonna i'm gonna pause real quick all right uh so we are in session two now um but yeah that was uh that was a big we just had there but uh and hopefully that listener who uh asked us to do this is out there like oh, okay cool they did it so um but yeah man but I do, I go ahead oh sorry no, no go ahead you know, when you brought up when you brought up new jack city i remember i was riding a bus probably like in seventh grade or something having just seen it on video and i was talking to my friends and i was like obviously i'm growing up in a nice area like no i'm ignorant of any like living with anything like that and i go mm-hmm. new jack city was good but come on you think some drug dealer is just going to take over a whole building yeah. <laughs> and this, this older black woman across from me on the bus goes you'd be surprised yeah she's like <laughs> she's like uh, how many buildings they own right now lived it would not would not do again uh and the other thing i was going to say is since i and and for the the woman that requested politics talk i'll make one more pitch to mm-hmm. the people for day for my guy for Jay Inslee, because I will say this, if you, because a lot of people will say, oh, I think he'd be good for the cabinet. Although that was funny when you showed me that tweet about him where the guy was like, this dude ain't shit. He's the worst governor ever, but he'd be good for the EPA. Bruh! Like, Why? But, Why? but, okay, hold on. Before you, now you got me another tangent, but I gotta say this. I gotta say this. <laughs> that goes for all the super woke people that shit on the candidates, but then when they start filling out the cabinet, it's all the candidates they say they don't like. <laughs> Like if I see one mother more motherfucker talk about Kamala Harris, cop Kamala Harris is so terrible, and then go, but she make a great, yeah, Attorney General. Like what the fuck? That can't you can't have both. So you do trust her to be the top cop in the land, but not to be the president. You can't either. She can't. She's been a cop, right? But either she can't do any of it, or you fucking, or 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 she can do it all. What the fuck are you talking about? No sense. But go ahead, go back to Bay Inslee. What I was gonna say about, and I said people have been calling him a snack. So yes. I said, can I call him tra- Go- Governor Trail Mix? Because yeah. he's, a, he's a, an eco-friendly snack. But he <laughs> he has run his state. And somebody wrote in the comments earlier that a lot of right-wing talk radio is starting to shit on him a little bit. Now he's only in that one percent range, but I think they're doing their advance work to because his state has the number one GDP highest minimum wage, best employee satisfaction and employer satisfaction. Mm. In addition to being like he, I'm talking, he runs the gamut of like the wish list of progressives, Mm -hmm. strong gun laws, strong environment, the strongest environmental laws. Um, Some of his criminal justice reform things are legit, like banning the box, thousands of, of, uh, of nonviolent drug offenders pardoned. Um, he's done all this stuff. So it's like when you look at him, he's done the progressive thing. Well, somebody just said, how is he on issues pertaining to black folk? Uh, hi, I mean, without getting to, I think I just mentioned like economic and criminal justice. So if you're talking about making more money or a more fair, equitable justice system, I think those count as well as he put out this enormous part of his environmental plan as president dedicated to environmental justice and i'm talking like you know like when i asked you for the name of the woman who had been yeah. on medium talk Kareem Taylor. It was, yes it was this very substantive deep like we are going to invest a lot of money we're going to make sure that we're building some of these new technologies in communities that have been 
particularly fucked over by building factories next to poor places or places with a lot of people of color. Like he has this very comprehensive look at, at the situation, but I think Republicans are a little nervous of him simply because if he were to get the kind of shine that I'd like him to get, he will become a more attractive candidate because it's going to be like, well, he is this like handsome older white man. So he'll appeal to the traditional. And I put mm -hmm. that in quotes, but he's also got this very progressive record with an economy doing even better than the metrics of the U.S. economy. Right. So, like, when a guy can come forward with that kind of record, and he's, like, this nice guy who only attacks Trump. He doesn't right. talk – like, he says nothing bad. He attacks less than I'd like him to. Right. But I just have to – I know that sounds like a paid advertisement, but I am <laughs> – I am. I was a huge Obama fan, and I had a personal affinity for Obama's – background obviously right. I, I related to him politically and personally but Inslee has I mean I just think Inslee deserves a, a more of a look so people should yeah. at least give him a look even if you like another candidate just the way I like Inslee he's worth being in the debates for a while as opposed to Marianne Williamson or Andrew Yang or right. or <laughs> eight of these people who it's like why are you here yeah so, especially and, the and, ones that are like uh so moderate democrat they could be republican i just don't know why they're there like they're so like the guys are like i was a soldier and i do believe that uh look no women shouldn't be able to get abortion and you're like i think you should you went to the wrong room i think mm -hmm. your convention's down the hall i don't know how right. you got on the stage listen i'm listen i'm tim ryan all right i have two first names and i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna get up here and i'm gonna fucking stand and i think the other thing that's hurting jay Inslee is that those like bill de blasio tim ryan um even hickenlooper <laughs> uh who they're what yeah they're definitely pushier, they're pushier but but that's not even what i was gonna say hickenlooper there's another one the guy with that looks like uh bill from <laughs> that looks like bill from king of the hill what the fuck is that dude's name is that John Delaney? Delaney, yeah. So there's like this thing that happened uh, on Twitter. And don't the, forget Michael Bennett from Colorado, who I call Boring Cranston. Yes, yes, <laughs> Boring Cranston. So there's like about five or six of these dudes that are in the debates right now. And they're just white dudes. Right. And it's hurting Jay Inslee. Because I've seen right. people go, I'm so t sick of white men. I, won't, I don't want another white man president. And I'm like even a good one like even a competent one like because i get that you don't want you know there's backlash against like pete Buttigieg. there's backlash even against beto right but like jay Inslee has like the actual record so, right. so you would think like he would benefit the most from like less candidates that were just white dudes so that you could right. just be like oh here's a white dude that actually does have it you know as opposed to just white dudes with some charisma that are like fuck it i'll get a book deal out of this or something like that you know so I and think when he was me. in congress he he lost his first seat voting for the assault weapons ban which of course in this day and age makes him look like a progressive martyr right he was like i lost my seat but i obviously did the right thing right and he's got just this great record and i just win or lose i i think he's a valuable person to stay in that it'd be a shame if he was bounced early mm -hmm. with all these guys who have nothing to offer yeah right. um that, that would be unfortunate i think bad for our process because maybe he could get you know, uh like get, get get on the networks and start speaking about the debates afterwards because that's the other mm, thing that i think is really hurting the debates is the post 
a debate analysis from the talking heads they need some yeah. actual like people with some fucking like i don't know a track record some of these people should they have no business talking about debates because they know what makes good tv but they don't know what makes someone a good candidate and um even if like some of these people will end up you know being out of the debates eventually i'd like to at least see his analysis of the shit like he shouldn't go away no matter what happens because that there's somebody with some bonafides being like okay well this is this person's plan and this is you know i think we need this but this is what they think we need and this is this this is how it compares i would rather have that than uh do you think uh kamala came out too angry tonight and it's like uh, what is this what is this you know all right um we won't do fucking with black people guys we've talked so long about this other stuff i'll try to get into some fun stuff um matter of fact i'm not even gonna do not i was gonna do white people news with jail but um we have to do that child's man with trump and uh I say, we already covered that trying to we think nah that's a lot of shit with trump hold on let me see if there's a uh i'm just gonna look at my list real quick and see how much trump news is this so we ain't got oh, it's only six things i say we ain't got cover all of it it's only six things no i like covering it all i like getting it over with you gotta rip the band-aid on this trump shit man you can't be saving this shit for later because uh he gonna do something more fucked up next week and then you look up and it's fucking it's like sword ratchetness you got 75 articles, articles in there. you know <laughs> so um all right we'll get we got to do a cover first though guys you guys know how we do here at the blackout tips um i'll try to put it on screen if i freeze i will refresh and come right back guys okay. uh lately we've been having some issues with this um karen you let me know if it's working okay i don't look frozen you're not okay all right so maybe I know sometimes it's, gonna work. it's a little delay maybe it's gonna work this time there uh-huh. it is all we right cool it. you see it all mm-hmm. right let me press play on this and see what kind of commercial we get but uh yeah we got to play some white people music uh to cover uh <laughs> to cover before oh, no. we get into white people news uh you can see karen reacting already to uh because uh, i'm reading the title mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's my jam too please don't fuck this up well karen uh we'll see um what this white man can do shout out to his room he has a lot of records and posters uh the walrus was danny is the name of the artist rock and roll song got to number eight in september 1978 rock and roll Gotta cut him some slack. 
high as real. Come on, Danny. No. Ooh, ooh. All right, he uh lacking a little bit on the rhythm uh area, but uh Ooh. I say good attempt by Danny, the wa- the mm-hmm. walrus is Danny. Mm-hmm. Um He stole the tempo down and everything. Boo. <laughs> All right, uh let's get into that y'all's man cuz Trump did do things and we do need to talk about him. Um let's see. Uh GOP senators block election security legislation hours after Mueller warns of rushing uh, uh interference with the election hmm. it's almost as if republicans are kind of on board with and want um election interference as long as it benefits their party come on because yep. if it didn't laws will be passed it's almost as if they don't hate russians as much as they hate you know everyone that's not a white man in america uh al sharpton fires back after trump calls him a con man who hates whites and cops this is race baiting at its best uh so donald trump on twitter said i have known al for 25 years went to fights with him and don king always got along well he loved trump he would ask me for favors often al is a con man a troublemaker always looking for a score just doing his thing must have intimidated comcast slash nbc hates whites and cops baltimore under the leadership of elijah cummins has the worst crime statistics in the nation oh then he turned it into elijah cummins and then he came back to al sharpton uh the democrats going to defend the radical left squad and king elijah's baltimore fail it will be a long road to 2020 the good news for the dems is that they have the fake news media in their pocket and then he said al sharpton would always ask me to go to his events he would say it's a personal favor for me, to me seldom but sometimes i would go it was fine he came to my office in tt trump tower during the presidential campaign to apologize for the way he was talking about me just a kind man at work you know what i i, I don't believe him yeah sharpton had a good comeback though he said if i was a con man he would have already offered me a job in his administration come on mm-hmm <laughs> uh sharpton sharpton does have bars uh he was too busy trying to free (laughs) asap rocky to really write a lot of tweets about it but yeah i will say this though trump does trump did used to be a lot of black people's like favorite you know in that way in like a kind of ironic way almost like i'm getting money like trump and shit like that in rap lyrics and stuff and it was like he was white scar he was white scarface i always said right like Mm -hmm. one day 20 years from now instead of the Scarface poster in like hip hop videos like in tra- in like trailer parks across America there's going to be like Trump sitting in a big black chair like Tony With Montana Jesus. that's going to be their Scarface cuz they said the apprentice actually Trump I forget which of the Trump books I read this in but like when the apprentice was on his approval ratings with black people were were the highest they've ever been because it was that kind of he wasn't hip hop, but he he was this symbol of "give me my money, I don't take shit." Mm-hmm. So it was like there was that kind of superficial like enjoyment of him, right? right. And he always had like gaudy gold, uh, like just ridiculous, yeah. over the top, like flossing of his wealth. And a lot of black people thought it was like you know, and I don't mean this on some like we fuck with his politics or anything, mm-hmm. but just. There was a lot of black people that just kind of thought he was like uh, a cool gag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
um and uh, to a large extent white people were that way too the difference is of course once he started running for office black people were like the fuck is he doing he's way out of his lane and white people were like i don't know i kind of like him he's a bit of a you know i like that he's a cad you know (laughs) you're like uh what um and they took it much more seriously like it wasn't a rap video rich person to white people he was like rockefeller like he's a real business Mm -hmm. genius yeah they (laughs) they literally supported that dude yeah even though his records show anything but but yes yeah once that quote came out where he was like if i was gonna run i'd run as a republican Mm -hmm. and republicans were like we love this guy i was like oh god we're in trouble uh stay woke donald trump is targeting black voters in a bizarre way stay woke uh donald trump's recent and horrific comments about people of color is reportedly turning off many black voters uh demographic that overwhelmingly didn't vote for him in 2016 but according to new york times online uh shows popular with african-americans the breakfast club have brandished pro-trump ads that highlight low rates of african-american unemployment and criminal justice overhaul the president signed uh wow uh likewise political reports that trump 2020 campaign has been quietly reaching out to prominent african-americans in hopes they join his latest coalition the campaign hopes that it can put a small dent in black people's overwhelming support of democrats Mm-mm. I'm, i don't know what to tell you but no they've also been targeting online ads like on facebook and stuff too so if you guys are going to black places and seeing ads for trump that's why because mm. you can pay facebook to be like let us advertise whenever you guys you know play a certain video from this black person like put put our shit first um which says a lot uh about facebook (laughs) about facebook okay don't get jl started on facebook all right um but yeah (laughs) um so yeah he they're targeting blacks that way uh we are tired of being called racist this is in the atlantic um it's who said this the racist donald trump supporters yeah they're racist they're tired of being called racist not tired of acting like racist or being racist but they are definitely tired of y'all motherfuckers calling them that okay okay um so yeah it's uh that was a whole thing in the atlantic still interviewing can trump come supporters. Up with a, new, a new word can there be a new word like a code word for it <laughs> right white i don't know uh trump claims he will end aids epidemic and cure pediatric cancer very shortly Mm-mm. Come on, man. Come on, man. We've already we've got a we've got a lot of people looking into it. We've got AIDS, really. You know, Mike Pence, not a big fan of the LGBTQ AIDS people, but uh, we're going to fix it and we're going to get rid of cancer, and it's going to be a really beautiful, big and beautiful cures for these diseases. Obama tried to get rid of it. FDR. Everybody tried to get rid of it. We're going to do it. Believe me. We're going to get it done. We're really going to get it done. And how soon should we expect something to be done with this? You know, I don't know if we're going to do it by 2020, but believe me, reelect me. We'll get it done very quickly <laughs> after that. 2022, it's all going to be gone. And believe me, the Democrats want you to have AIDS, and they're going to give you cancer. Oh, so no. And this we're specifically. Gonna, we're going to stop it. Excuse me. We're going to stop it. <laughs> they're gonna give you more of it they want cancer and aids <laughs> for everybody we want great jobs no aids so a vote for democrats ah! a vote for democrats is essentially a vote for a can- child cancer by the way child cancer he didn't say all cancer pediatric cancer and aids tremendous amount of uh pediatric cancer you know uh 
A lot of pediatric cancer. Big, <laughs> big league pediatric cancer. That's what the Democrats want. Uh, yeah, he said uh, the things <laughs> the things we're doing in our country today. There's never been anything like it. We will be ending the AIDS epidemic shortly in America and curing curing child curing child cancer very shortly. Hmm. Yeah yeah uh both those dubious claims were first made in the february 2019 state of the union address in which he said he would set aside 500 million for research into pediatric cancer until over 10 years he also claimed he would end aids in 10 years as well and while expert- you know what i bet he said you know what i bet he would say he's so stupid mm-hmm. that he'd be like we've given 500 million for cancer research now i have a lot more money than that yes so <laughs> research research is not as rich as me okay it only has 500 million i have billions so i'm a lot better than research research (laughs) fake news not a lot of money but we're doing a good thing we're doing good things so we're gonna do it and lastly on the uh that child's man trump news uh five ohio cops involved in stormy daniel strip club arrest face possible disciplinary charges so yeah, they uh literally trumped up charges against Daniels. Uh if you guys remember, she they arrested her trying to say she was uh in violation of the rules of conduct and touching people in the club and then they found history on like the cops computers and shit that they was like coordinating this like sting and they were very pro Trump. And so now they uh could possibly face disciplinary charges for basically making that shit up. I guess um, there's no arrests in the champagne room. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that they're being uh, disciplined, hopefully they will be stripped of their command. Yes! <laughs> Okay, now it doesn't want to stop. Turn off. What's happening? It wouldn't stop. Now it doesn't want to stop. It was going too far. It's like I just wanted that that one beat. Um, but yeah, um, they 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 will be uh, facing discipline, like reprimand, suspension, demotion, or even termination for violating rules and the sting operation that led to her arrest. So shout out to her for getting some justice, though. Wow, yep. don't see that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, they don't want to fire Eric Gardner's. Uh, cop to kill them mm-hmm. all right let's get to white people news guys time we this has been a heavy episode yeah. full of politics and not as much comedy as normal and uh we need to freshen this up with some white people news and then we'll we'll do sore ratchetness and get out of here um all right and white people news i don't know if you heard about this one jail but your girl is back in the news lena dunham okay oh good yeah she's back yeah, she, tried to, she, she tried to me to brad pitt's face she, oh no she did she did uh, as i like to call her lena lena dunham lena lena dunham oh no she didn't uh lena dunham kisses brad pitt on the red carpet sparking a misconduct discussion yeah right because if that was the other way around it would be a fucking problem she's so fucked up man yes she like obviously to me the the worst thing she ever did was um i forget the her first name but uh i know it's harold perrineau's daughter um i can't remember her first name but 
accused her friend of sexual assault and lena dunham was like that's my friend he would never do that and i'm like nigga you just took it with the times up women what are you doing yeah and then when old girl was like uh bitch you showed up for a photo shoot a photo op you didn't do no goddamn work yeah tessa thompson called her out on that and tessa thompson had to walk it back because apparently lena dunham is like the chosen one i don't know i didn't know judd apatow was this strong okay (laughs) apparently judd apatow's approval outweighs you know being a terrible person but she um yeah she leaned in for a kiss with brad pitt but instead of planting one on the lips it looked like she landed on the side of his mouth after the engine service twitter users had added complained about double standards labeling dunham's actions as predatory reference to me too movement mm-hmm. oh for sure if this definitely happened the other way around um it would be a problem i remember beyonce got like uh what the guy from power amari harwick tried to kiss beyonce on the mouth and he got like the cheek because she moved her face at the last second or whatever and that was like trending on twitter people being like what was wrong with him right but uh yeah she just does this shit and because she's a white woman it's okay people also remember when she accused she tried to like come at odell beckham jr mm-hmm. because she was like i basically flirted with him he showed no interest in me and that was really uh offensive yeah, to me we're in for audio right oh what i'm sorry what'd you say I was saying, did I freeze or are we waiting on audio? I didn't hear anything. Oh, you okay. You hear me now or yes. Okay. okay. What happened? But yeah, she uh, accused Anthony. I mean, she accused Odell Beckham Jr. of not, um, Oh, right. You know, so she's a very weird sexually kind of fucked up person. It seems watch your background. Lena Dunham. Um, any, uh, Anthony Weiner is back in the news. He spotted getting cozy with a mystery woman didn't just get back home with his wife ex-wife i don't know what she is she's his wife and yes they just he just moved back in with human everdeen and there was like pictures of him moving his stuff in including his hockey stick um and uh now he's been out uh spotted um uh hanging out with this woman this mystery woman which just means we don't know who she is yet oh somebody on it tmz on it yeah he appeared to be on a, what appeared to be a date with a different woman at south street seaport on thursday afternoon a spy at the garden bar said a wiener who recently finished a 15-month prison stretch for sexing an underage girl uh this dick looks like looks to be on a date they were touching legs <laughs> they were touching legs and talking close added the spy who would date him in pictures of yeah who would date him uh in pictures of the adorable scene wiener aka carlos danger who was wearing a white t-shirt yeah, what his name was right yes and green what is this chinos are those what are chinos i don't know what chinos is. i'm not savvy enough for that Mm-mm. that's some white people shit appeared to be cozy enough oh to, they said pants pants okay appeared to be cozy enough to a brunette in a floral dress it's not clear who she is it's also not clear she's the same brunette whom a post reporter spotted at brunch with the one-time democratic hotshot at westville on wall street back in june the post reported that wiener 54 was over her chatting about art during a cozy meal with a younger brunette but abruptly left after he caught sight of the postie so once i guess they saw uh once he saw like oh shit this is uh this might be some news let me get out of here meanwhile a tipster emailed page six in mid-july to say that they spotted wiener once again at south street seaport aggressively making out with a busty brunette with a low-cut floral dress wiener didn't respond to request for comments. yes yeah he's still out here on these hoes <laughs> he responded still got it 
Can I can I say something about I, I need to make a weird defense of Anthony Weiner? Yeah, I was waiting on you to do it. I figured ah! that's why I brought it up. <laughs> Only you would because, try. No, no, no. I'm not defending his conduct. Mm-hmm. But whenever I look at Trump and I get very mad at Anthony Weiner for doing what he did, mm-hmm. because I think Weiner was the only dude in the House that I feel like if he was still in the House of Representatives would what the fuck is wrong with you people? This racist piece of shit. Right. If I see him, I'll punch him in the fuck face. Like, I feel like he had that kind of just like he would be screaming on the House floor sometimes. He was like a very like articulate, energized, to no shit kind of like he wouldn't be doing the AOC sort of Twitter beef. Mm-hmm. He'd be making like viral viral videos on the house floor and uh, like yelling uh, uh. at Trump at like public gatherings. I know he did bad shit and I'm not saying that like we should welcome him back. I'm just pissed because I do look at him as somebody who I think would have been a a political force in yeah. these times. I think a lot of us feel that way about him though. You know, I I mean, it's like, yeah, it's definitely not a defense of the dude, but Mm -hmm. he was a, he was a political superstar who was a, a, a very adamant, stringent, um, defender of a lot of marginalized groups. And that's why, you know, he, his, whatever the fuck it is, cause I I don't know if it's like a disorder or what, cause he like likes getting caught cheating or something. I don't know what the fuck is up with that dude, but that shit robbed not just him, but all of his, people that elected him of a representative so mm-hmm. yeah and, and indirectly it hurt hillary clinton because yep. that was the avenue 11 days before the election mm-hmm. for them to go we're looking at his wife's computer because anthony weiner's creepy so we got to look at her computer yep and that that did play that did play a role that yeah that changed people on those on the fence james comey um so yep. Uh, Katy Perry and record label ordered to pay $2.78 million for copying that song. Ooh. A California jury has awarded Christian rap artist Flame $2.78 million for copy infringement by pop star Katy, Katy Perry. According to, Bill, to Billboard, Perry must personally pay more than 550000 and Capitol Records must pay for the greater part of the judgment. Perry's five co-writers were each given penalties to pay, ranging from $60,000 for Dr. Luke to over $250,000 for Martin. The, Ooh, they was like, we tagging everybody. The jurors decided that the single instrumental riff in question was responsible for 22.5% of the success of Perry's chart-topping 2013 hit Dark Horse uh flame whose real name is marcus gray oh he black uh releases joyful noise in 2009 and uh four years before a pair released dark horse and her from her prism album the rapper and two co-writers filed a lawsuit in 2014 claiming perry stole their song wow congratulations on your 2.78 million dollars now make sure you get 10 percent to jesus okay because uh that's not all your money all right um wow well good good for him uh that is that is uh that's wild Katy perry tried it didn't she Mm-mm. yes she did uh let's see what other white people are making some news um and uh shout out to that christian rapper because that's a lot of money man yeah we know who you are now right what if he take this money but he's so rich now he can't rap about christian shit no more because he balling you know what i mean mm. i got bitches and hoes now y'all i'm off that that was when broke that was broke raps 
I pay my tithes to the strip club. <laughs> yeah. Them was broke people raps, okay? Oh, uh, he go, he gonna roll up. I'm rich, bitch! Bam, bam. <laughs> Get to the money! Everybody mad. Come on. Uh, authorities are investigating a grisly double murder of a man and his nanny at a popular New York comedy club, uh, owner's home in quaint suburban New Jersey town. Oh, shit. Can I, can I say something about this? Cause this just popped up. Yeah. A friend of mine sent this to me while we were on the show mm. and said god jl i mean the, the lengths jl will, will go to get booked <laughs> <laughs> i mean i heard people killing their comedy clubs but this is uh anyway cops were called out cops were called to the walton road home in maplewood around 6 a.m saturday morning when a jogger ran past and saw a woman being attacked on the front lawn them joggers boy I, joggers be finding everything yeah white people love doing stuff that make them see dead people like, I'm gonna go ha- hiking in this part of the woods where serial killers probably burn shit. The woman appeared to have tried to run from her attacker. She was found in the street, bloody with stab wounds to her head and body. Jesus. When police entered the home at the corner of Walton Road and Jefferson Avenue, they found an unresponsive man. Um, property records show the house is owned by Laura and David Kimowitz, who bought the home in April 2017. David Kimowitz is one of the owners of Stand Up Comedy Club in New York City in Union Square. Hmm oh shit jail you ever performed there well the stand i think they got the name wrong i think they oh. mean the stand which which moved from um gramercy area to they recently reopened in union square mm. so i used to perform there and then i wrote a blog about how uh, a venue had sold a room to them and they didn't like that i'd figured it out Mm. like it was a secret but i was like yeah but the previous owner is treating all the comics like shit now not telling them that management has has sold it to somewhere else and then they were like hey yeah you're right we did so would you mind keeping this quiet and i was like okay but then i didn't delete the blog and i never got booked again so very weird i guess that gives me motive yeah i was gonna say if this was like law and order that the jail's the guy that we like you 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 might be on the list yeah, we walk into I mean, jail. Sure. We walk into jail. Sure. Uh, jail's like. Jersey. Oh, sorry. I, I was just gonna say I was in New Jersey on Friday <laughs> signing a lease for yeah. a new place. Yeah, and uh, so I'm out of the city as of the end of September. But it was, uh, yeah, it's all coming together. Yeah, somebody who who hates comedy clubs in New York and was just in New Jersey out of the blue. The first uh, of the serial killing starts now. <laughs> JL, the comedy serial killer that just goes around to like people that have grieved him in the fucking comedy industry. It's just like, oh my God, Louis C.K. was killed not too long Coming ago. Coming next up on ESPN's The Dan Lebitard Show, yeah. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> Dane Cook is, uh, just better look out. Hey, you know what would be hilarious too is like, uh, on Law and Order, like, they, like, uh, that means jail's like the guy that's like, uh, working down at the docks that they <laughs> come and question and he tells all their, all this business right away. They're like, oh, sure, I knew him. He was a dick. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> These are murder detectives, sir. <laughs> you might want to get a lawyer. Um, this isn't a pod, this isn't an honest podcast. This is a criminal investigation. Yeah. You might want to keep some things to yourself. Those no, but the bitter thing would be getting to see some other comedian play me on Law and Order, so I couldn't even get the TV <laughs> yes! credit. And it wouldn't be as tall. It'd be the dude, it'd be the dude that like hit his head on the toilet and died in that, uh, Louis episode. Yes! That was supposed to be me. There is no doubt that was supposed to be me. That dude was doing an impression with the bald cat. Yeah. Louis hate him. 
he was a feature act, <laughs> and then the guy dies at the like the final episode of the show. <laughs> like that that definitely was me. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> uh when police entered the home at the corner of walton road and jefferson avenue they found an unresponsive man uh da, da, da. the club's been described as one of the best venues for stand-up with big names gracing the stage including tracy morgan dave Chappelle, and damon waynes oh damon waynes got top book in there good good for him man uh police also three black dudes all right uh police are expected to release the identities of the dead uh, sunday no arrests have been made neighbors said they spied the nanny's boyfriend parked in the neighborhood for hours oh i think i have a clue who it was guys oh man man scary as fuck um let's see what else white people are doing um oh our girl sophie turner who you guys may know as sansa mm-hmm. uh she got a new puppy during a miami trip with joe jonas after dog waldo's death oh so sweet yep so congratulations to her and uh joe jonas you know that's good that's one of them jonas boys right that is yes okay i wanted to be sure it was the record you know sometimes i'll be crossing my white people up so i want to be sure he was the the, the right i think they go by the jonas brothers i think they're all brothers or whatever okay yeah so it's that they're they're down with, with they got a new dog um so congratulations to them uh joshua jackson and his girlfriend jody turner smith enjoy la as a return where were they returning from uh well i don't know they were getting out of the airport <laughs> i don't even know who well, white, one of these people well, are white people go to the airport is news it's in an LA. event it's just like oh these motherfuckers at the airport y'all they did like normal ass people y'all won't believe this shit um but um i did not know this though did you know that joshua jackson girlfriend jody turner smith is a black woman Mm-mm. he's down with the swirl y'all <laughs> he's swelling it up <laughs> chopping those cakes of smithereens um yeah and then who up? plus margot roby and Mel- oh wait this is just pictures is this even an article wow people magazine really just published pictures of people mm-hmm. hanging out and that's it was like y'all don't read why waste the words i guess a picture is worth a thousand words huh Nah, i'm gonna skip this article then my bad i thought it was gonna actually show us something um and let's see oh eliza dushku y'all know who that is Mm-mm. Uh, i think she's an actress uh her husband peter paladigian palandigian they welcomed their first child y'all oh they did it so. i know they probably used to tell her last name up she got all the jokes yeah well, i think this. she just got a payment because she sued bull wasn't it that show on cbs bull mm-hmm. where she had been like harassed by the star i think mm. oh but she had an arc on it so she might have gotten a little payout and they were like all right this is gonna start that family now we can finally <laughs> afford to have a child guys um hey who can blame you okay put a good use to that uh settlement money I don't blame them. um a toronto sewer snake went home with the wrong owners what that's right y'all did they find it in the sewer so what happened was um there was a snake that escaped the uh, home right mm-hmm. and so the, the family was like yo if you see our snake you know we looking for him let us know that like they do with dogs and cats yes so then at a gas station somebody saw a big ass 
uh snake of um like slithering out of the sewer and so they went oh somebody family's looking for a snake here's a big ass python we like go find the family reunited with the snake Mm -hmm. they bring the snake home they quickly realize this is not even our snake oh it's not a snake it's just some so there's another sewer snake some i don't there's a lot of snakes in toronto sewer Uh, i guess apparently there is uh yeah the family said thanks for the post we found our missing we have not, we have found our missing snake his name is monty and we will be going to pick him up later today from animal services it belongs to my son and escaped several weeks ago Ooh. however that night monty starts showing signs of unusual behavior what is unusual behavior for a fucking snake i don't know <laughs> uh so uh they noticed the snake lifting up hollow logs in this aquarium something morty has never done before oh that's like lifting weights trying to get out that big (laughs) you you won't keep my ass locked up he was he was training my ass he was was squatting you know Mm -hmm. that that reached in there that snake would have fucked him up uh upon close examination some old photos of monty and his monty and his unique patterns the family realized the snake was actually not monty at all it was a rough night's sleep for samantha sanella who noted the imposter snake seemed quite a bit stronger a bit stronger than monty in order to prevent the snake from escaping his cage during the night she said she was forced to place books on top of his terrarium the last thing i want is two missing snakes in my house yeah i mean you already had um a, you already had one snake escape you know like you should not be in charge you shouldn't even get your old snake back the fuck you should put books on the top of the fucking thing just because even if it was monty that's how he got out uh, anyway good I didn't luck even the front door unlocked and shit good luck uh toronto um and i wonder who the fuck who was the other snake oh while they wait for the snake's real owner the family are caring for sneaky pete is what they're calling him who seems extremely happy in his new home with the books on the crate while Sanella is still hopeful monty will come back she said the ordeal has made her reconsider keeping the snake as a pet no shit and uh the, the ball pythons typically grow to be about 1.2 meters in length and are non-venomous they kill their prey using the ambush technique jumping out and striking with their teeth before wrapping their coil around and killing it with constriction how, uh, how much is a meter is that three feet i, I don't know I'll... It's just it's just over three feet oh no so they get mm-hmm. about uh, about three and a half feet long maybe something like that yeah, yeah, yeah i'm glad we come white people news because nah, yeah no, no no niggas carrying the snake that long and be like i'm i'm up with gucci with this uh all right last white people news um or like two white people news articles they're kind of related last two woodstock 50 is officially being canceled wow um, tweet it said no blacks please at woodstock 50 uh-huh. um yeah just over two weeks before it was two weeks before it was set to be taking place Ooh. woodstock 50 is officially being canceled uh um, it was right it was likely called off due to the high number of performers who announced they would no longer perform oh there's some fire fest shit oh what happened people got there was like "Ooh, child the ghetto no 
<laughs> they realized that it was a bunch of muddy stinking white hippies it was like why would i go out there a statement from the team has been yet to be released but earlier this week it was reported that jay-z was the first of many performers to withdraw from the festival uh the statement will also include a suggestion that the performers who were already paid for the fest should donate 10 percent of their fees to charity headcount a nonpartisan organization that collaborates with musicians to promote democratic participation namely via voter registration so they get to keep the money uh wow the other people that were coming were dead and cold john forget forget forgety fogarty 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 come on credence clearwater revival this is <laughs> white people news for a reason jl uh santana what he did i'll tell you what he did proud mary was his before ike and tina turner oh did okay like they they remixed it oh. or redid it which a much better version but yes so oh, pe- pe- <laughs> people are saying people backed out because they moved the, lo- the venue location okay santana john sebastian miley cyrus welcome back to the cookout the raconteurs the lumineers and country joe mcdaniel Wait, is that all his name? Country Joe McDaniel? It's not just Joe McDaniel? <laughs> they bailed on the festival due to its uncertain nature. Woodstock 50 was originally supposed to take place in the original site in Watkins Glen, New York, but was moved after the team didn't manage to secure it in time. From there, it was given a tentative location of Meriwether Post Pavilion outside of Baltimore over three days, but it was later revised to a smaller one-day show. Oh, yeah. I would keep my money, too. Fuck y'all. <laughs> like, two weeks before right? get y'all y'all ain't got y'all venue right what kind of shit is this how are my people supposed to set up three days how, right. how long are people supposed to be there three days three days to one and the last story burning man census reveals the average burner to be a 35 year old white male who is earning $65,000 a year I've heard of Burning Man, but I still don't know what the fuck it is. I'm assuming uh, it's Insecure, when they saw Beyonce, mm-hmm. they went to Burning Man Festival. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, no. That was actually Coachella. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, Burning Man, Bur- I think, takes place in uh, Utah. I don't know. I figure out they just put a bunch of logs on fire and watch it burn. I don't know. Nah, they, I mean, maybe, but it's like they get high on, like, white people drugs, like peyote and acid and shit, and then they go out there and they fucking, like, listen to bands and stuff and party and get naked from my understanding no no thank you <laughs> that's what i heard you jail you know what burning man is you you right you're more I, white jason than we are we don't know i i know what you're saying that's about what i know i want i okay. was gonna say is it in arizona i know it's desert it's yeah. drug like but never never was my scene never will be my scene right so yeah probably not utah right utah is like mormon and shit so probably like arizona that's it's probably about right so, you know and we've literally gotten like multiple some people said nevada california i said arizona you said utah. <laughs> everybody Somebody just said like somewhere Vegas. Where there's desert. <laughs> in 1986 the first one took place in san francisco but then it moved to nevada's black rock rock desert in 1990 where a steampunk city pops up every year and has inspired copycat events around the world uh tribute festivals include africa burn held at twanko karu national park in south africa and midburn in negev the gev desert in israel mm. uh the festival hosts 70,000 people who pay up to 1200 dollars a ticket that's two beyonce tickets y'all crazy uh attendees are expected to abide by burning man's 10 core principles which include radical inclusion radical self-reliance and radical self-expression 
Hmm. Yeah. If you do, you said so. Ticket come with. <laughs> Ticket come with. Uh, yeah, you can come, but as long as you are radically self-expressive, what? <laughs> are you gonna have acts perform music on the stage or not? <laughs> like why i got some shit to do does the ticket come with a bag of drugs i don't get it right what seat am i in sir i don't even know if they're seats right yeah probably not um all right last thing guys sore ratchetness i know it's been a long episode full of politics but we gotta do our due diligence do our duty mm-hmm. longest intro ever mm-hmm. <laughs> Sword ratchet this time, y'all. A man hacked to death with samurai sword in busy street by ex-flatmate. A man was hacked to death with a samurai sword after his ex-flatmate launched a horrific attack. The 36-year-old man was attacked in a busy street in the German city of Stuttgart. Wait, Stuttgart, as terrified onlookers watched. Police confirmed that the Kazakh man was killed with a sword-like object. The man is believed to have died at the scene despite reports of witnesses desperately trying to save them let me tell you something about sword like objects guys they're swords yeah to me too yes that's that's they how cut, that they cut don't they that's how that works <laughs> it's not like a gun where there's like some other functionality to a gun where it's like it was a gun like object but it couldn't shoot a bullet so it's not a gun no it was it was a sword like object and it can be used for sword things it's just a fucking sword the suspect alleged allegedly a 28 year old syrian man and former flatmate of the victim was reportedly fled the scene on a bike he was also allegedly i heard repeatedly shouting at the victim why did you do that uh police called to the scene and found a sword like object thrown in a brush near in a bush nearby officer said the two men had shared an apartment in the city until recently shocking images of the scene show the victim's lifeless body laying in a pool of blood near a car in the middle of the road damn footage of the incident was shared online gathering thousands of views because why not we're all fucking disgusting human beings at this point um a woman filming from a balcony can be heard shouting call the police did you call the police on her phone she was filming this shit from i guarantee that (laughs) world star hey y'all should call the cops this man needs some help let me zoom in on the courts real quick (laughs) tmz holla at your girl a man then replies yes i did he totally stabbing him uh a spokesman from police stuttgart told build we have arrested one person has been and it has been investigated whether they qualify as the perpetrator stuttgart is the capital of the southern german state baden wurttemberg and is the sixth largest city in germany damn all right that's it guys lots of stabbing on this episode lots of political discussion Uh, lots of white people news jl covan man tell them how to come holla at your event so they can Mm -hmm. uh support yes uh if you go to qedastoria.com that's qedastoria.com uh our show making podcasts great again first live recording is august 13th at 7 30 p.m in uh astoria queens right near the train so it's pretty convenient um and other than that obviously making podcasts great again uh new episodes every wednesday so and i'm you know jlcomedy.com if you want to look up or read any of my other stuff 
and of course jinsley.com guys make sure you guys <laughs> yes. go and support and for all my free content give him a dollar for me <laughs> and to everybody out there who has never seen jl live when i tell you it is worth every dime he is fucking hilarious live yeah y'all guys if i uh, hopefully y'all listening to the making podcast great again but if you're mm-hmm. not go check it out um and then go check out the live show because uh i know it's gonna be a treat to see live yes it is uh so shout out to your uh yeah. Nog as well i'll be dressed i'll be dressing yes in, yes indeed i'll be dressing up i'll be putting on the I actually have two MAGA hats in my apartment, which is disgusting. Because <laughs> I may go, I may go the golf trunk, which is the khakis, the blue blazer, the white hat, and the mm. golf club. Mm. Or Classic I'll go look. the traditional dark suit, red tie, red hat. Ah. Mm. Oh, and um, uh, JL was also on Sirius, and I was on, I was on uh, a segment oh, yeah. with him too, man. So I, I got to be on Sirius uh, radio uh, for the first time since uh, Bo since bo left like that was been a long oh. finally the rod has returned <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man um and it was it was i listened to um to the whole episode you were great jail well thank you so all right y'all that's it uh we'll talk to you guys later until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>